pretty pretty slow news day. Nothing really going on. Promo code slot, underdog fantasy. Let's pull it up. Let's go. Go on to underdog, $100 deposit match. They have best ball mania going on for the NFL. You can build a team for the entire NFL season on here. They also have pick them for your favorite NFL players. MLB, pick them as well, higher, lower on their stats. You know the vibes. Promo code slop, $100 deposit match on underdog right now. They also have WNBA. They also have NFL season. So you can go on like all these player stats and do higher or lower. Sign up if you have not already, and we are about to slop it up big time. Promo code slop. Give me one second, Dread. Need to finish this up. but uh, So, yeah, promo code slop. Uh, I cannot hear you if you're talking, so you might be muted. I believe you are muted. I was waiting for you to be done just so I could uh, savor the moment. All right. So, uh, Sam will be coming. Parm will be coming. Uh, we'll also have a, uh, a special guest who is a Clippers fan that I've wanted to have on for a while to talk about this whole kind of the heat are interested in Harden. Tell me, show me, show me real tweets, not fake tweets. Every time oh, I'm, I'm taking a drink of this soju, by the way, every time somebody says something insane. Well, you're going to be, you're going to be drunk tonight. Probably. I would imagine. Yo, you're muted right now. Yo, what's going on Clayton? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm just, uh, I'm in Poland right now. Nice. So cheers, cheers, international slop going on on the stream right now. We yeah, have uh, Sam checking in. Parm will be in as well. The Clippers and Heat. So first off, this has been such a whirlwind of a fucking day, dude. Um, Sam, you're <laughs> muted. So if you're doing a bit, it's not going to work. <laughs> For everyone who can't see, he's doing the his, his stepdad... Submarine stepdad? No, I'm not doing a stepdad. Oh, no, I'm getting up right now. The slop is that my stepdad is dead. He was crushed in a submarine. Um, (laughs) Much like uh, the chances of James Harden coming back to Philadelphia. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Sorry that my stepdad died like my grandfather. Hey, how was was Blink-182? It was great. It was great, man. First off, I, I need to... I feel like I'm losing my mind a little bit because at first I was like, holy shit, dropping Dom Dimes 20 was right. That was my first thought because I was literally making fun of him to my girlfriend as the story dropped on, as I got a notification. And I was like, oh my God, he was right. Harden actually did opt in. He is asking for a trade now. And the obviously the number one team that has been linked to them is the Clippers, which is why I wanted to have you on, Clayton. So, Clayton, you do not want James Harden on the Clippers, to, to be totally clear. You don't want him in any capacity, or you don't want him if you're giving up players that you like, essentially, right? Well, yeah. I mean, look. Well, no. I don't want him really. I don't want a big salary player like James Harden coming to a team with Kawhi and Paul George. It right. just feels like an absolute recipe for disaster. Then you bake in trading Terrence Mann as part of this, and it just feels bad. 
it yeah. just feels hopeless. And it feels like the last ounce of joy that Clipper fans really had, which was Terrence Mann's 41 He's your Tyrese Maxey, yeah. 100%. And I've been advocating to try and pair those guys together because of, you know, the the defense, the on-ball defense of Terrence Mann with the shooting of Maxey, I think, could actually, and their age kind of timeline, athleticism, the joy that they play with. And um, this would be in a, to, this was the trade that we discussed before, which was Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey for Paul George that right, we exactly. discussed before. Now, totally. I just want to get this out of the way for Sixers fans. You're not getting Paul George for one year of James Harden. I understand that Paul George is a free agent next summer. I understand that he does. The Clippers might not want to extend him. The James Harden cannot be extended. James Harden cannot be extended until next year. You're going to so one year. This is a one year rental, and with Harden's history, you're not getting a star player back unless you have assets to include. And the Sixers don't, except for Tyrese Maxey, who they're not going to include in in this trade. So there's. There's Positive. that. Let's just get that out of the way. Um, and <laughs> Woj did go on ESPN and say that the Clippers don't want to trade any of their good young players, which is good news for the Sixers because they don't have good young players. Terrence Mann is 27 years old. Bones Highland has been up and down his entire career. We Sixers don't have a use for Zubach anyway. I think that if a trade happens where it is the Sixers – I, I don't – what do the Heat have to offer? Tyler Hero? Like – Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry and expiring – the Sixers the Sixers are not giving James Harden to – I just want to remind everyone who is a fan of another team who is – we literally had nine months of Ben Simmons not playing basketball so he could maximize the return for him. He's not taking Kyle Lowry's expiring contract – and Duncan Robinson's contract, even if they included Caleb Martin, he probably wouldn't do it. Like, Maury is going to try to maximize this thing as much as possible and flip whatever we get in another trade, I'm sure, to get to bring back someone. Now, I just want to say this. I, I need to rant for just a little bit on this. Cook. The Sixers being out on Bradley Beal instantly is one of the dumbest fucking things. <laughs> I said it at the time, and it is has aged so horribly dude you knew that Harden leaving wasn't a chance and now you're gonna get 25 cents on the dollar for a player who was you know all-star level last year and you had the opportunity to give them just Tobias Harris's contract to get Bradley Beal because he had a no trade clause and you didn't even fucking entertain it knowing that ownership could possibly turn down a large extension for James Harden which is what they did and now you're stuck in a situation where you're not going to get enough back to do to, to really maximize this window with Embiid. Unless Maxi takes a massive leap next year, you're not going to be contenders. And you basically fucked it because you were like, now we don't really like Bradley, but we don't want to pay Bradley Beal's contract. Like the idea that you're not going to have to pay a ton of money for these guys is insane. And the fact that they they threw it out there and said immediately we're not interested was ridiculous. So. I'm just pissed because it's like you had the opportunity to get the in-house Harden replacement in Beal. And I know him and Maxi are a little bit redundant or whatever, but like you're not in an opportunity to be picky right now. So you're not you're not you're not pondering the the concepts and ideas that that, mm-hmm. that have been running through my head for the last hours. I didn't even realize Parm was in here. I was like, who the fuck is there's that? There's a certain there's a certain 
arthritic mid thirties superstar. Malcolm Brogdon. Who loves Nick Nurse. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon. And loves living at the beach. And you know what they say? They say Atlantic City, New Jersey is the San Diego of the East Coast. <laughs> and that there's nothing he would love more than to ride New Jersey transit an hour and 35 minutes to Philadelphia every single day. So Kawhi is the Sixer, is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Oh, no, but the, the real one I've been cooking up, the real war crime is that uh, we are getting Darius Garland. That's, <laughs> For that's one year of James Harden. No, 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 no. No, he's not going to Cleveland. LeBron is going to Cleveland. <laughs> LeBron has been live in Bath, Pennsylvania. He's got the security guards outside the house in Akron, Ohio. He needs to be in the Cleve. They need Yo. to get rid of somebody. Parm's uh, cooking. The Los Parm. Angeles Lakers love, love having hometown guys, hometown heroes, if you will, like James Harden. Let's and go. Anthony Davis. Well, I, I think Parm clearly just they don't care about, Clearly, they don't care about like sitting games out or being fat or things of that nature. <laughs> Otherwise, Anthony Davis wouldn't be on the team. <laughs> <laughs> You know. Uh, all right. Well, can we, we, we think about Guantanamo? <laughs> no, no. Harm will be treasured forever on the stream. Um. So, so Clayton, I know you're you're up late. It's like one a.m. in Poland where you are. So I I just let's is the the only deal that you think that you would be willing to do because I talked to Rob Flom who might come on at the stream at some point tonight. I've talked to him about it as well. And he's like, no matter what happens, this is the Sixers and the Clippers. It's going to end poorly for both teams. 100%. Because the, his- the history of both of these franchises is that whatever happens, just something goes wrong. Um, okay, so yeah. he mentions the Clippers are neck deep and it would be to form a big three. So pull away your Paul George trades. Of course, yeah. The Sixers no, are- that's not happening. That's- yeah, the Paul George trade isn't happening. In what world do the Sixers have enough leverage to acquire Paul George? Yeah, the big the big three of Paul George, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. You know? The biggest <laughs> well, well, three look, that there could possibly be. I, I promise you so many Clippers fans right now are so in on the $3.9 million Russell Westbrook deal, him coming off the bench. There, there's a lot of Clipper fans who really want it. And I, I, you, I, you put Russ, Russ. with Harden. I am the Russ defender. Yeah, Paul, he's Parm is our resident Rust defender. I love well, Rust. Well, he was he was very good for the Clippers, so you're yeah. on the right side of history. That is that yeah. is the truth. Um, but with Harden, with it's it's what it is is it's ESPN. It's perfect ESPN material. Yeah, that's what they're going for. Hometown boys all sure. together. Mm-hmm. You know, four hometown guys uh, taking discounts to play together, and nobody's going to care. Um, and they're going to flame out in spectacular fashion. So that, that's just what it's going to come down to. But what I want to know, though, is from – because I already know what Clippers fans think. They think Terrence Mann, which I'm on this team as well. Terrence Mann is our savior, and you can never trade him. I just want to be clear here. Terrence Mann is 27 years old. That's a fact. Okay. But he is – He's like, he I, I is know a, I sound insane about Tyrese Maxey sometimes. I get it. But no, Max I get is it. 22. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Terrence but Mann also, is not young. I also want to put this out there that Terrence Mann is a joy to watch 
And if he were on what my favorite team, then? I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him for fucking anything except for a superstar. Exactly. Yeah. And and James Harden is a superstar. Not. Well, I'm not sure. No. I mean, he's <laughs> he's a regular season. He's something. He's an all star. Yeah. Like he should have made the all star team last year. Yeah. They could have traded Terrence Mann for someone better a year ago, but now they're going to do it for a rental of James Harden. But from the Sixers' perspective, is Terrence Mann enough? Like Norm, Norm Powell, Marcus Morris, Terrence Mann, you feel like that's that's enough? That's going to be the well, deal what's done? The, I guess my thing is, like, what's the other option here? Because this isn't like the Simmons situation a few years ago where, like, Simmons had four years left on his contract. In theory, he could be moved and he could have a, a whatever. It's like Harden for, has one year left on his deal. Oh, a few days ago, he could have basically walked for nothing if we hadn't been in this situation. I'm once again, I I am saying that I think that that Matt, uh, Maury will shop Harden around the league and try to maximize the return as much as possible. If there's any team that's interested, and now that Harden's opted in, like. He doesn't have a huge say over where he ends up, but ultimately, how much is a team really going to be willing to give up if they know they know they're not sure that Harden even wants to be there? And the Clippers seem like the one team where he does want to be there. And while the Sixers have no leverage, they have to get something back that they can say, "Hey, we got X player back." And like, I think that I'm probably overrate man a little bit just because I love his play style and like, you know, he's had moments in the playoffs. He proves that he can play in the playoffs. Um, and he is kind of, you know, he's a little small. He's not like a full on wing, but he's a guardish wing that can, uh, you know, do some and yeah, teams know he has a preferred destination too, as, as Sham said. So like teams know he wants to go to the Clippers. So the Sixers don't have a ton of leverage in this situation, but I would like, I would imagine that they're trying not to take on a lot of salary. Like Norm Powell has three years left on his deal. Yeah, so they probably he, try to an issue his... flip that somewhere else because yeah. no one wants that contract. Uh, Sam, what were you going to say? I was going to say, whenever you're ready, I have a war crime to pull up. Pull up the uh, war crime. Solves, solves all of these. Let's see it, Sam. So it all, solves all of these issues. Um, the moment everyone. you said solves all of it, it makes me very convinced it solves none of it. Well, it solves all of it. <laughs> All right, here we go. There's, there's oh, more get there's the more fuck. No, get the fuck. Hold on, wait. Down right now. No, wait. absolutely not. No, wait, wait. I, I, I also have one. Fuck, fuck you and your Malcolm Brogdon trades. Get out of here wait, with this. Wait, I have We've a better one, We talked about Marcus though. Smart on the stream for like two fucking let me, weeks. Let me cook. <laughs> let me cook. Let me cook. I, I, I have the best war crime of all okay. time. Okay. Hold on. How do, how do I do this? Oh, yeah, here. I've um, been, I'm taking mine off here. I, I want the audience to know that I, and this is Dread speaking, will not be participating in these war crimes because I have no idea what a James Harden trade package looks like in this in this environment. Oh, what am I doing here? What am I doing yeah. with this guy? Uh, I'm so with you. I have no idea. Like, I... <laughs> I, I, I'll i say this much. If, the, if the, the offer from the Clippers back for James Harden is Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, and Norm Powell... James Harden will be sitting out the next season. That's, yeah, can that's I, like can that's I, just what that's what Maury will do. He'll say no, we're not doing that. Can I, can I say this though? In that war crime I just cooked up, I put Brogdon in there as as a bit, but like you can do that with the Wizards. <laughs> like you can just do that trade. Barb, sharks. What is this? Sharks. Sharks. Edison, New Jersey, is an hour and nine minutes from the Wells Fargo Center. What is in Edison? Isn't that what Carl? Anthony Towns. Oh, God. Okay. All right. The cat. 
<laughs> ready to they're ready to let him go. Alex Rodriguez. You're, he's he's had enough. You're unbelievable, dude. I was like, what is Edison? <laughs> he's had but, enough. For those on audio tomorrow, they need, part of, they hold need up James. They need Max. rental James to keep Anthony Edwards. They need, need to get rid of Cole Towns. It's the it's the perfect. The Celtics got Kristaps Porzingis, and Daryl Morey says, "So can we? We can also get Kristaps Porzingis." You know, many things to consider, if you will. You know. A tit for a, t- a tit for a cat, if you will. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh see, okay, all right, all right, all right. I see Paul Hudrick and what he's saying here. This mm-hmm. is directly from uh, the front office, I'm assuming. But this is the thing. I do believe that this is the case. First off, I'm not saying I do. I don't believe that Harden will ever play another game for the Sixers. I'm not saying that. I can't believe you, Parm. You're unbelievable. But. Uh, I'm not saying that he will ever play another game for the Sixers, but I do believe that he will hold out and wait for a trade that he likes, which is going to hold up everything for the Sixers offseason again. <laughs> Same thing that happened in 2021. When this when this thing hold, like broke, I was like, holy shit, excited, thought about like deals or whatever. But as more information came out, I'm like, who is trading a lot of stuff for a one-year rental of, of James Harden? And like, just to go back to the Clippers part of it, which is where he wants to go, The Clippers have to take the risk because keep in mind, this is James Harden who has now requested three trades in four years, three trades in three years, really from the Rockets, the Nets, and now the Sixers and the Clippers now have to take a chance by giving up any value for a player. And maybe it is their all in push to make the Kawhi Leonard, Paul George thing happen. But like, aren't they opening a new stadium in a few years? Not just not in a few years after next year. Yeah. So, so they need they need a star not for next year but for the following year. That's what I'm for, saying. You know, not the season coming up, but the next season. They and Paul George stars. and James Harden could be free agents, which means they will be getting extended, and it's it's all going to happen. But Harden can extend until next offseason, is what I'm being told. Yeah. So if Harden's opt in means that he cannot negotiate an extension until the next year, so whoever's trading for him is trading for him under the conditions that they are either going to re-sign him as a free agent the following offseason, or they're accepting that it's a one-year rental. Which, frankly speaking, I actually am more interested in Harden as a one-year rental than than anything else. Like, is this, it, I was going to say, is this the Hail Mary move to make everything work? Because the joke we've had forever with the Clippers is they keep trying to solve the point guard thing over and over when, like, I think the reality of the situation would be probably be better if from the jump they just put ancillary pieces around Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Like, honestly, they tried to do, and, like, it's just, like, if those guys aren't available, none of those moves matter. Like Plus, plus Ty Lue, yeah. you know, was just – it just destroyed the regular season. He took he took absolute flames to the regular season this year. And yeah. he, he just decided, like, I'm going down with Marcus Morris. I don't give a fuck. You yep. know, he, until like he, the last two weeks of the regular season, basically. He, he bombed the regular season. He, yeah. he basically admitted it. Like, I, yeah, I, I know we could go to other guys, but right. I'm just going to stick with these guys because I like them. Um, what's he going to do? I mean, cutting down the amount of quality, quote unquote, players that the Clippers have will help them 
and James Harden will help them win a lot more regular season games because they've had this problem of, I think their highest seed with Kawhi and Paul was the fourth seed. Jeez. Um, so they just haven't been able to get to that, you know, two seed, one seed, 50 plus wins. Like they need that to have a chance. So from that perspective, it helps. But my first thought is, doesn't this put them, isn't this going to put them over the second apron? Yeah, like they're, they're going to be, this, this is like, them this is locking it. themselves like, this in. Is, this, yeah. is, well, this is it. Like well, Musa Diabate, you're playing. Brandon well, Boston, you're in the rotation. Like it, that's how it's going to go. In the future, it would. That next year, Harden only makes $35 million. So you're getting off. If essentially, you're getting off money in this trade in order to make the trade happen. Unless the Sixers are saying, uh, you know, we'll only take back 20-something million, then you're, which is like the max amount you, the Sixers have to, or the minimum amount the Sixers have to take back is like 27 or something, I believe. But like, I would imagine the salaries are going to come close to matching. And if that's the case- right it's not really going to affect where you are right now because you just let Eric Gordon go and you might have to make some other moves, but uh, we have Rob Flom here. Who's also a Clippers uh, writer, Rob. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on all this <laughs> insanity that is, I DM'd you early in the day. I was like, is there any truth to this? And you're like, I mean, I, I don't know. It might just be leverage. And uh, now we're here. And it sounds like Harden is probably going to be a Clipper. Yeah, I mean, I think I started hearing um, stuff about um, Harden yesterday. Um, there were some some rumblings. Um, Rob is that... dropping dimes twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hiding from the SWAT team. Uh, you know, right um, Daryl's SWAT team is outside your house this week. SWAT yeah. for slot. Yeah, um, but I think the holdup, and you know, I've heard from a couple people that it's like. Sometimes some people, I think, with the Clippers think they're being used for leverage. Maybe you know the Heat were just reported. Um, I think Harden might want to go to the Clippers, um, but the question is like, how much leverage does James Harden have? Yeah, right. Like if he he's opted in, like he's opted in, like he can just go back to the Sixers, and he and Daryl Morey can stare at each other and be like, if 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 the Clippers refuse to offer more than. Um, like Norm Powell and Marcus Morris, then Morey will be like, no, like that's, I yeah. would literally rather have nothing or just have Harden sitting on the bench. That's what I was trying so, to explain. Yeah. Um, but I do think his interest in the Clippers is really real. And to the point about like the Clippers locking themselves in and Harden being old and, you know, collapsing the playoffs year after year, as we all know, um, like the Clippers already do all those things. Um, so like, why not just add another element? And like the, the Clippers have just been like a complete mess the past year or two, right? Like, um, I think somebody was talking about Ty Lue and how Ty Lue tanked the season. There's been like a lot of rumblings about like issues between him and the front office and like the players in the front office. And like Harden, I think, guy who they could all get on board with, right? Like he's somebody who'd be respected by Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. He's somebody who would take the ball and notably pull out of Paul George's hands who does not want that, um, even if he should. Um, he's a guy who Tyler would be like, this is a point guard who like I can trust to run the offense, which is what he's been complaining about for three years. And then he's a guy who the front office would be like, he can actually shoot. He can space the floor like yeah. you like him next to those guys. So that also, is kind of the thing. Importantly, yeah. uh, good guy in the community supports uh, local small businesses. James yeah. He's very well and, known. He's boost for the economy. And, the and, and most importantly. Than anybody else. 
in LA, he will get a beautiful Rabona Shelbird puff piece. Let me tell you, it's going to yeah. be a legendary LA AAU uh, puff piece about all these guys growing up together and uh, the bond that they have. Yep. Oh, oh, all oh, around. It's going to be legendary. Southern California. This is taking place in Napa for sure. There's going to be <laughs> the wine is going to be yes. a wine trip. Harden yeah. yes. is a, he has his own wine. He's a wine right. guy. Yeah. Well, they might do. Yeah, they might even do like a LA banana boat. With, oh, with these guys, go. right? Like the new wow, banana boat crew. These the ideas are all great. Can I, can I ask but, a question to to the, yeah. to the experts without sure. without seeing without being rude? This is a genuine question. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm actually trying to be genuine. When they say everything you say makes the, it worse. When they say the good young Clippers players, who there are not. No, is it Brandon Boston who gets six fucking points a game? Is that what they're talking about? Like, Terrence Mann. Who is it? It is just Terrence Mann. But Terrence Mann is almost thirty. Like he's like he's like in the prime of his career, and like the same thing. Like I love Amir Coffey, but he's twenty five. Like he's not a young player; he's in the prime. And also, you're the only I think person he's who great. isn't a like, I love fan. Amir Coffey. Yeah, you're I like the Jason only Preston, but like Jason Preston's like an upside guy who like hasn't done anything. You have Bones. Like I think Bones is cool, but well, like Bones, Bones, Bones is a talented young player. That he's yeah. he's the one talented yeah. young guy. And Zubats is still what twenty six, yeah. I think. So he's fairly young. Zubats you know. is spiritually forty. He is, but literally, he's fairly young. He's younger than Tim. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did did we say something about the Clippers needing um, quality young players? Because... Enough. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna send uh, Peyton Pritchard? No, no, no. I don't know. This is a, I, the Celtics. I'm done. I'm done with the Celtics bits. This is something. This is a framework I actually think makes. Okay, Johnny so, Davis. Let's go, Johnny so, Davis. Read this yeah. for the uh, audio God listeners. damn it! The Sixers mm-hmm. would be getting Nicholas Batum. Monty Morris, DeLon Wright, and the 2029 first-round pick from the Clippers. The Wizards would get Norm Powell and Marcus Morris Sr., and the Clippers would get Johnny Davis and James Harden. The Johnny Davis salary dump one year after being drafted. What? That's... If you think about it, Johnny Davis was, was in a Taco Bell commercial, and Nikola Jokic was drafted during a t- Taco Bell commercial. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, basically you're getting yeah. Nikola Jokic. Yeah, the pos- I mean, it's totally possible. Totally awesome. I think this war crime is my, uh, Unsold doesn't like my time out. So, Peace, Peace, Thank Peace. you for joining us. Get I, to also, I, also the rest. I, I sent the pick to the wrong team, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is, yeah, so this is Monty Morris. Be at, this, at the Wizards is, are supposed to be getting the pick, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, exactly. So, effectively, this would be the Clippers getting Monty Morris and DeLon Wright. And Nick Batum. Nick Batum. Uh, but but I, I think this is right now. If James Harden gets traded right now, this is what the return you're getting. Like but he's not getting traded. You're the sickest man of all time. That, this is what Nick Batum yeah. was this high on the priority chart. He was on the Charlotte Hornets in terms of in terms of getting like shots. That's the most shots he's had since he was on the Hornets with Marvin Williams. That's so funny. that's vile. <laughs> so yeah i i once again i i don't see a trade happening unless if terrence man is involved uh, rob how many picks can you guys trade can you trade 28 and 30 or just 30 they can trade 28 and 30 they can trade 28 and 30 he would i think that maury might consider it if he could get like man he could get uh 
he could I don't know what he we're gonna do with the Norm Powell contract because it seems like no one wants that as we discussed. Um, but the Sixers can take back, they could technically take back just Powell uh man and two first or whatever, and that could maybe work. But like once again, I think Daryl Morey's a sicko, and I think he's calling around the league trying to get every offer he possibly can. And I don't think teams are going to give up real value, as I stated before. I don't believe any of the Knicks stuff. I don't believe any of the Heat stuff. I think that those teams are just being thrown out there because they need more than just one team uh, in order for to have any sort of negotiations. You can't just have, oh, he's being traded to the Clippers. But, like, I wouldn't be interested in anything less than uh, what I just said. Like, Powell, uh, man, and two, two firsts. Uh, is that the real dropping times, though? Yeah, like, it, 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 it could be someone I just picked up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who just like yeah. made an account? Yeah. So, Trill, my my thought is that at at his floor. So this is why none of the trades that are being floated for Harden right now make sense to me because at his floor, Harden is still a valuable expiring contract, which means mm-hmm. his floor should be the value above the value that Tobias Harris would get you, and yeah. I still think that teams. Like, worst case scenario, trading for Harden just to get some money off your books is not the worst look for some teams. So, like, like why would the, the Sixers accept reasonably bad deals when, again, like, I mean, so here's one. Would you do Julius Randle for Harden straight up? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Like, But the, the Knicks also don't view that as bad salary. The Knicks oh, don't view I, Julius I Randall. The Knicks are wrong. Yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks like Julius Randall. Like, I don't think they're trying to trade him. Uh, also, I, like, I just don't think like uh, if it's a Clippers deal, like they have to unload their bet. There has to be a third team because I, I like, I don't. They have too much like bad money that like the Sixers can't take back, and I think it's going to be the Wizards, and I, I think it's some version of like Monty Morris and. Um, DeLon Wright going because those are those are their two guys that can get aggregated that are actually useful. So I, I don't know. Like I, you don't I even think love me that... enough to pretend that we could get Kyle Kuzma. Do you? <laughs> Kyle Kuzma is signing somewhere. We and we also can't, we can't get Kyle Kuzma if. Hold on, you can't. I. This is very confusing, no? and it's gonna and it's gonna sound weird. You can't aggregate salary in a sign and trade unless you have salary cap space to sign that player. The Wizards do not have salary cap space to sign Kyle Kuzma. And then when last year, when Colin Sexton was traded to the Jazz, the Cavs had the salary cap space to sign him due to the fact that he was coming off his rookie contract. I, I know this is confusing. Someone explained this to me yesterday. You can, you can only aggregate salary in a sign-in trade if you're sending out the player who is a free agent, if you have the cap space to sign them, or they're like coming off a rookie deal or some bullshit, basically. I don't know. It's confusing, but Kuzma only makes thirteen million. He's going to want a lot more. I know they have his bird rights and they can keep him, but not in a sign-in trade. Yeah, hmm. it's it's very confusing. That's why I just like we're not getting. Please don't send Vin Fosh stuff in here. He's not funny at all. Um. So anyway, um, the the thing is is that uh he. So, like, once again, I don't really understand where the Sixers are going to go from here. But it ultimately, if you don't resolve this, I would say pretty soon, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Joel Embiid trade request. 
Like Joel, is Joel really going to sit around for another year of of Maury just dicking around and being like, "We're going to maximize the return." Like, like what what are we doing here? Like, should you should you not. even bother with this? Like, no, like we were I, we thought we were in a position where everyone in the East got worse, so we were like, "All right, well maybe we can fucking have a chance next year." And now you're losing Harden. Like, wh- wh- what other realistic path are we going to do here? Is Maury uh, just going to sit on around this for months again? Building around who? Building around Bam. They're not going to trade Bam, dude. I don't no, think they're no, going to no, trade no, Bam. No, 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 no. You're thinking trading Harden for Bam. Oh, you're. I'm talking well, about a... Jimmy Butler being tired of Bam costing him two rings and finally getting. Bam a good was better than Jimmy Bam. in the finals. Yeah, were we watching the same finals, Parm? <laughs> were we? I mean, they probably well, would trade for him for a double doubles and 20 so rebounds that. against a defensive specialist. I don't know. After the last time he got cooked by go. Anthony Davis, I he don't was know. in that finals, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? He barely played in those fights. He played two games. Farm, I, I, I think Parm's cooking here. Farm, do you watch basketball? <laughs> he's, 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 he's cooking them. You know, no, Parm is cooking here. I am he's cooking. Cooked. Yes, he loves being be in cooking. South Beach. You might be cooking with dry ice, though. No, no, he's cooking. I'll say this much: I do think that the I think that the Miami Heat are probably in a situation right now where they're waiting for. I, I don't even believe that they're hardened suitors because I think they're right. genuinely just waiting for Dane. I want to make it very if, clear. If I they actually didn't... Think the, the oh, go ahead. I apologize, Rob. No, it's fine. If they didn't trade for Beal, like I mean, I get Harden is better than Beal, but Beal is what like five years younger. And would have probably required less than Harden. Like, if they, didn't want to, if they didn't want to trade for Beal, I don't know why they would want to trade more stuff for an older. Well, was it exactly the, the no trade clause though? Like, did was he really that set on Phoenix? Maybe. Also, I would also say the that argument been it. from from what it's being reported floated around recently, it's that the Miami mm-hmm. ownership was not sold on the length of the Beal contract. Yeah. So I think that in that sense, Harden might be a better fit. But I think more importantly, perhaps, like, I just don't think, I think that all the Miami stuff is Harden agent leverage, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they need to have multiple spots for him to land in order to have any sort of like realistic deal that Maury could do. Like, they understand that if Harden needs to go somewhere, there needs to be multiple offers on the table and they can't. Like so that Maury can't just hold him out and say it's oh it's whatever like he did with Simmons where he wasn't getting like adequate offers back like right, exactly I don't know this just feels like the other thing is like this like Harden I I think for him it's all about the years right like yeah and like he would need to have like a handshake deal with whatever team trades for him like you will sign me because he can't extend it would be yeah. like Clippers you guys are gonna sign me to like a three maybe not a four-year deal but like at least like a three-year deal at a lot of money and like maybe the clippers do that i mean i think the thing the reason why i think the clippers could be in it is like why pg could also opt out next year and like yeah. i know somebody was talking about the new arena and like they don't want to obviously be like awful god awful for the new arena but there have been some rumblings that the clippers and this would maybe go against the Harden trade and why i don't think they'd trade multiple first is that they are like, and, and I know Zach Lowe has talked endlessly over the past week about like wanting to negotiate um, with PG and Kawhi, but like I think there's possibilities that the, the Clippers are like, we are not investing that many future assets in a PG Kawhi team. Like, yeah. if this year backfires again, 
they might just be done and they might be like, you know what? We love you guys. You, you guys are committed to the Clippers, but if you guys are demanding like a four-year max deal, like bon voyage, like I don't think that'll happen, but I think that's the other thing with Harden is like, if he leaves after a year, like the Clippers could just have an entirely clean reset and like the arena thing looks bad. Um, but also like I, I, maybe Balmer will put too much pressure on the front office, but like, and, and I know like marketing and sales and advertising and sponsorships, like these are all more important parts of like deals and like how organizations work than just the basketball side. But like, right. I think the Clippers could be like, Hey, like we don't want to just be like a 44 win team with like these broken stars every year. If this year goes sideways, I think they would be willing to just jettison the whole thing, which would be different than like the heat where like, I don't think the heat would be like, you know, they're just, yeah. they have Bam and, and Butler for the long haul. Like I like the Clippers, I think would be okay with just taking the gamble. I don't think the Heat would on like a long term deal. I just don't understand how Daryl Morey, who is like like rides and dies with James Harden, has gotten to the point where he's. I I understand that ownership is probably the one that doesn't want to give up this big contract for Harden. They don't want to give him multiple years, but like it's kind of like what we said before, where it's like you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't where we talked about this the other night and it was essentially like you can, you have to look at the next year or two as like Embiid potentially asking out if you don't do anything in the next two years. Can, can I give you my read on this, by the way, as far as what it means in terms of the relationship between ownership and Maury? Yeah. So I think what this means is that ownership was not willing to give Harden a longer deal than the leash they are giving Maury. For example, I think if it becomes a Joel Embiid fire sale and rebuild, I do not think Maury will be at this, the helm of that shit. It, that's possible, but also, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me to be to go, like, you either have to go all the way in or don't go all in at all. I agree. It's, I agree. It's, it just doesn't make any logical sense to say, we're not going to pay James Harden for four years, but also we're going to try to build a competitive championship-level team for a guy who has one year left that can extend, that has to opt into his contract. And as we know, we just saw what Porzingis opted in and they got Tyus Jones back. Now the gap between Porzingis and Tyus Jones is massive between those two players. Mm -hmm. The last opt-in and trade we saw uh, a few years ago was Chris Paul. It was actually funny. It was Chris Paul. It was when he was, uh, it was the Clippers. It was the Clippers and the Rockets actually. Maury was the GM. Yep. Of the Rockets. And also, if I remember correctly, Chris Paul was 33 years old, yeah, I believe. It, it's, it's a strange parallel. Yeah. Well, it's why a are very you shocked sim- by that, though? Shocked by what? By that, by, by Daryl's actions at this point. Well, I'm shocked because, he, because, because the thing is, like, he wants to be the smartest guy in the room. He wants to be, he thinks he's the brightest boy in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. That's he always has been. Yeah. Like, you hear things about other GMs being like, this guy's insufferable. Because yeah. he thinks he's a brain genius offering like the most dog shit trades to me. Sure. Okay. So he thinks he lo- he hears about the second apron and how all these teams that go deep into the tax have to lock into a core for years and they're just fucked. Yeah. But they have three good players. They have basically a super team, which is how the Celtics were able to get Porzingis for like a relatively low offer except except sam i'm with you marcus smart is going to be the reason why the celtics are going to blow up 
They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fist fight like in January. It's gonna be over for the Celtics. Let's That's go. Correct. That's correct. But, we all agree. But, we all agree. Farm. But every team I, in the away. East is kind of. Fun. I digress. Yeah. The, right, the right. Suns just locked in to a core, and they their fourth best player is Ish Wayne, right? Um, <laughs> like he thinks like he, he's he, like, like Daryl thinks that if he just does not do that. Which does not do the most obvious move possible with, for the Sixers as an organization, which is just to do what everyone else is doing. The Warriors are doing it. They just got Chris Paul for no reason. Yeah. He thinks that if he keeps this like idea of flexibility around, that like somehow every other Harvard-educated GM in the league is going to be shitting themselves, asking for a bailout like they're Chrysler in 2008. <laughs> and he's going to be the mastermind that's taking everyone's money. And it's just not going to happen. By the way, uh, Dropping Dimes 20 has returned. I just got, I turned on my notifications for him. And he just tweeted, all these accounts are fake. I used to work in the NBA and for big-time agency. Just no agent talk and word spread. That's how I know. So he is back. He is. He did He did work in the NBA. I do know yeah. that. I know. I know that, too. I actually got a DM about that earlier. Uh, and someone told me someone told me earlier today that he was legit. And I was like, okay, we'll see. And then this happened. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, oh Scout with Brian. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> greatest heel turn of all time. Let's go. <laughs> no, but no, back to what you were saying, Parm. I, I totally agree. I think that this this idea, I was all for this idea of flexibility in a Tobias Harris trade mm -hmm. because Tobias right. isn't and isn't like the core main guy on your team. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's your fourth or fifth best player. Mm -hmm. He is someone that can easily be moved in or out of a lineup and off the team. Right. So like yep. if you're trading, if you're keeping Tobias Harris, it's like the, the, the reason why I didn't think that the Ben parallel and the Tobias parallel made any sense and why I would be willing to take it to the deadline mm -hmm. is because Ben was like such an important part of the Sixers. Whereas Tobias is more like an ancillary piece. And, but like the difference between this is like you, you, one, it's better than losing Harden for nothing, for sure. If he had just walked back to Houston, we would have been totally fucked. Like, complete, like, we're lucky that, first off, we're really lucky that every agent is using Houston's cap space as, like, they're going to sign, apparently, every free agent in the NBA. It's like Dylan Brooks, Brooke Lopez, Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Kuzma, Jakob Pertl, whatever. We're lucky that they're doing balloon payments so that, Toronto and Milwaukee get screwed over in, in the process, but like them being out on Harden made it so that we can at least recoup some value in a trade. But like, because of what you said about Daryl being the smartest guy in the room, like it just feels like this isn't going to get done anytime soon. And that the Sixers are just going to shoot themselves in the foot on whatever return they could possibly get from the one team that is. And, and I trusted him with the Tobias stuff because I didn't think Tobias would come back and, and cause a fucking all this drama and do a bunch of bullshit. But like, we know Harden does that. He's done that brand. before. Let him, let, let him plug his brand. He Who? needs to plug. He needs to plug. Crumble crumble cookies. Brand. Crumble cookies? I'm fine with that. Wait, what, if we, what if we got Harden a crumbles cookies franchise? He would love that. I mean, Maury, I, I, I was told by people that Maury isn't going to trade Tobias because crumble cookies tweeted that everyone in Philadelphia gets a free cookie. Dude, if downtown Indianapolis will never be the same when Crumble Cookies opens up. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be Crumble Cookies at the Indianapolis 500. Let's go. 
So that's when we trade him for Buddy Heald. By the way, I do just want to say Buddy Heald fits a lot better with the Sixers now that James Harden is not going to be a Sixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like almost everything he does, Maxi does better. And Maxi's like eight years younger. Like he's yeah. super duplicative. I mean, that was that's kind of his issue on the Clippers, except he is sadly has more like downhill juice than like anybody else in the Clippers. But like he also just doesn't make sense. Like his contract isn't awful. Like it's not good either, but it's not terrible. Um, and as the years go by, it'll be easier to move. But, like, I just – I don't – like, how many minutes a game would he play? Like, I, De'Anthony Melton is better than Norm Powell, like, significantly. I, I know. That's that's what I've been trying to say is, like, any, any trade that we can – and one of the biggest parts of team building that was actually a really hard thing when we were trying to build around the Harden Maxi backcourt is that you have to get a wing back. That is like defensively stout. Like you can't get like a Bojan Bogdanovic or like even like prior to this, like a Buddy Heald who like technically can play the three, but he probably should play the two and is like an issue on defense. But like this at least, this does at least give you a little bit of flexibility with your other trades with the Tobias trade so that you don't have to just get back like uh, whatever wing or, or, or whatever it is. But like, it, it does come back to this idea that like you're not going to get maximum value back for Harden now, and like what what is a way to pivot out of this? And let I I know that was a that was is a bit a like no, I, I was gonna, I, this okay. is what the, the what I was going to say was I know that Parm's thing earlier was a bit well not to Parm but the Carl Anthony Towns thing but like we're looking that's at not a bit I well, you know I love Cat I I know you love Cat but like <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is there has to be a and this is why I feel like we lost our chance with the Bradley Beal contract. Yeah. Because the bad Bradley Beal contract is a guy who would fit on the team that yes, you would have to overpay, sure, that would suck, whatever, but he would help you contend while you're possibly losing one of the 20 best players, 30 best players in the NBA and James Harden for nothing. And now like the only contracts that are out there that that are bad that no one wants are like Aiton who's a center cat who's the center like guys that generally don't really fit with joel and bead so like if we if we if the bradley beal trade hadn't been done right now we could fucking get bradley beal today basically sure although he does have a no trade clause so maybe if he just wanted to go to phoenix all of this is moot but it, it's still it just it, it drives me insane that it feels like they miss their opportunity because of this fact that harden is like, he's so fickle. You can't build your whole plan around a guy that's just completely unpredictable. We didn't even think this was ever an option. <laughs> like, we thought maybe sign and trade, maybe he walks. But an opt-in and trade where he forces a trade to the Clippers, which is one team that, like, really doesn't have, like, things that they can give back to us that make sense. Like, I don't know. This is worse than well, him just walking, I want to say, in terms of, like... I don't think it is. It's Okay, it's not because you're going to get assets-wise, but in terms of vibes, like... In terms of the usability of the roster this year, I don't think it's actually worse for assets because you're going to get something. But it is, um, yeah, exactly. It's emotionally worse. I, but here's here's where I would say though, like the thing is, like if he started, doesn't have a t- he, he has a little bit of leverage. He doesn't have a ton of leverage, right? Like, but he didn't have a market, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he didn't have a market at all. So the problem like, is that him and Maury will both, even though they, they're each other's boys, 
they will both play hardball with each other. Like mm -hmm. the Mori version of hardball is I'm not trading you for a bad trade. And the hardened version of uh, hardball is I'm getting the fat suit back out. That's yeah. the thing is that you have another player. That's one of the few players in the NBA that you can, you know, will sit out or will just fucking, th you know, throw games if he doesn't want to well, be here. But, 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 but isn't the, the, What's the new CBA thing? Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I'm reading this out to everyone. This incredibly Tell blurry. Tell me the math doesn't work. The math Why works. is this so blurry? Why is we apart? I have no idea. You, that's you, like, you that's have a how, that's how, how it did to do it. My whole screen is blurry now. Okay, so it's Tobias Harris, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey for Carl Anthony Towns, Mike Conley. Is that Kyle Anderson? Yes. You bet and, it's Kyle Anderson. And who's and Jalen? Is that Jaden McDaniel? Jaden McDaniel. We so have Jalen. Right. After we traded for the market inefficiency, McDaniel is now we get the real one. Let's go. You're basically just. I don't know why that's. Here. I don't know how that works, but fans suppose so, saying it did. So Originally, I was gonna not do Mike Conley and do Torian Prince because I thought it sounded better. But He's then I realized the that anymore. they just got rid of Tori and Prince like eight hours ago. <laughs> yeah. so, I, I have a question for you. Like, um, this is our, so good. Um, two <laughs> things: is this the preamble to you trading Joel Embiid and building around Cat? No, and this two, is this is testing. All right, so I don't know if I've discussed this hypothesis on this okay. on, okay. on this platform before. Okay, I believe that. We need to test the concept of the horseshoe theory. <laughs> every single year, every Sixers fan goes, these guys are losers. They're not clutch. They don't win a damn fucking thing. They get bounced in the second round every year. What a bunch of choke artists. And then we get a new guy who are like, this guy's the winner. Instead, what's the opposite? What if we just got thousand choke artists and eventually like what if we added so much pain and suffering <laughs> that it went around and then all of a sudden it actually worked things to consider i'll hang up and listen okay this all is right. literally <laughs> but the thing is farm this is literally hardened to the clippers like that is the clippers saying right. we have so many losers we are the loser franchise yeah let's add harden it's the exact same thing you have the ultimate winner in Kawhi. that's true but he never plays <laughs> right but the thing is still unfortunately even while injured carries will winner energy to oh, really... hold, on. hold on hold on i feel like if anything it, it's become the opposite because from everything i've heard the vibes are not good with the Clippers, and it's largely due to the fact that their stars are just kind of like moping around, and the organization seems kind of miserable. That's yes. fair. That's yeah, fair. that that's that's what's been happening. And also, I do just want to say here with this trade, I like that the one winner energy guy we have left in Maxi. You made sure to get rid of him. Yeah. Although, are do, are we concerned that Kyle Anderson has too much winner energy? Mm, mm. That's, that's a good point. I might, no, we might have to reroute TikTok him. Dances. He, does, he did TikTok dances in Memphis. How much of a winner could he be? Yeah, true. That's fair. That's fair. He's, 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 too, he's too connected, you know? He's too connected yeah. to Taylor Jenkins. If you want loser energy, then I mean, center the entire trade around Marcus Morris. Oh, okay. reroute uh, Kyle Anderson for Marcus Morris. There you go. Mm -hmm. Disagree. Marcus Morris is a winner. Yeah, Marcus Morris, famous winner. 
famous winner. He, yep. he was he oh, was the, the backbone, one of the backbones, a, a spinal a spinal disc in the hospital Celtics. And those was Celtics he? were winners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was huge. huge. Did he win a national championship in college? Was he on that Kansas team? So. I don't think no. that Kansas team won. That no, they didn't. The next that, year. that one didn't uh-huh. win. It was the, it was the year. I mean, after he was a won. one and yeah. done. Well, he is from Philly, so we can't say this about him. Yeah. Also, I've he also they also fought him and his brother also fought the entire football team. So yep. that's how you know that they're uh, they're not to be messed with. Do you know who's uh, a real a real loser? Who? Malcolm Brogdon. I'll leave. Bye. Okay. No, please, yeah. please, no. no. Okay. I, I can't do it. I... Well, slot Jake Fisher. Slot. Trailblazers oh. are in deep talks to trade for Pascal Siakam. Oh wow! Was I guess Simons and yep, Simons. Simons and it has to be. It's probably right. Simons, Little, and future picks. I'd imagine. Yeah, because at that point, like they're not going to trade Murray, who they draft with the Knicks pick. So it has to be the future picks. If they if they send in Scoot, it's malpractice, and they're not doing it. And they're not sending Sharp. They love Sharp. Um, well, dog, the, why would Masai do this? Like this is anti yeah, maybe Masai thinks yeah. that Pascal is going to defect and come back. Hold on, He's so hold jealous on. of Winger. Hold on. He's so I, jealous I, of I think that this is, this is smart from the Raptors. to The Raptors running it back after losing the only player. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it like I wouldn't do it if I were the Raptors GM. I'm saying Masai Ujiri, the person, is, has, is compromised. He is dead on his floor. And there's someone else who's taking control of the Raptors. It's fake. Yeah, I, yeah, it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. Think, yeah. It's, I, yeah, yeah, uh, he yeah. saw we what Daryl was asking for. It's it's fake. Yeah, we got duped. Okay, right, it's well, fake. I was gonna say that didn't make sense. Masai yeah. would never trade. Let's just say. Value. Let's just say it was real for a second. Uh, Masai had seen how much Daryl was asking for Toby. I was like, wow, I really gotta, I gotta get my life in order. I gotta, I gotta get some perspective. Checking to rehab, maybe about making, asking for the moon. Because wasn't Daryl asking for Evan Mobley, Jared? Jer- this is what he does in every trade, though. He probably called. He probably called and said, "Hey, we have Harden and Tobias. Can we get Paul George, Terrence Mann, and Kawhi Leonard for him?" That would probably be. Uh, this isn't a bit. This is what no, he does. You're, you're this is literally right. what he does. I, I'm I'm positive that he did it. But, and I will say, uh, I mean, right. it's it's been reported, but I mean, I everything I've heard is that there is just no chance that Paul George is in the deal. Um, right. I mean, obviously not Kawhi Leonard, sure. but like. It just doesn't make any sense for the Clippers to swap them really at all. So, um, and that's why a deal is, is tough. I think like Harden for Paul George, like I would do that if I was the Sixers. As much as I'm down on Paul George, like that's a much better fit with Maxi and and uh, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. It just the, like you said, the Clippers wouldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I like how everyone knew that 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 uh, Pascal Siakam thing was fake because it was too because. Reasonable. Because it was like, wait, the Raptors are actually making a real trade. They would never, they would never make uh, a real trade. But there is, there. I, I think Pascal has hinted that he would be like super, super, like pissed if Fred VanVleet leaves, and Fred VanVleet seems like the biggest lock to leave. So like, oh, it is possible that a Siakam trade happens if if VanVleet leaves. Like, I think there is like an outside chance that the Raptors kind of blow it up. But I mean, I, in besides too too powerful. I'm thinking yeah. thoughts. Oh, God. What are you cooking? I'm thinking thoughts. I'm thinking thoughts. I'm thinking thoughts right now. Masai Ujiri doesn't really like to make trades. Except. Mm-hmm. Notably traded for. Some would call him. Fat. 
Some would say Lazy. injury concerns. Someone would call him a locker room cancer. Mm-hmm. Traded for him. Won an NBA Finals. Could do it again. Is, is this Kawhi you're talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about James Harden. Traded for Kawhi. Yeah. Now he trades for James Harden. Right. For Pascal Siakam. <laughs> but who who were you referring to before? Kawhi. He was talking about Kawhi. Guy Jerry is Kawhi Anderson talking to the Blazers. Parm. San Antonio. That was the San Antonio. That was the San Antonio. Okay. okay. All right. You know, I see the vision. I see the vision. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> so he's only contacting the Blazers because he knows Daryl's on the phone with Mike Schmitz talking about Scoot Henderson and Miss I was like, hold on, let me get in there. Let me get in there. Let, let me let me see if I let me see if I can let me see if I can be the third wheel in this conversation. Yeah, I mean it's it's entirely push, possible. Push a little propaganda. Yeah, Canadian Harden would go hard. You know how how much he loves those taxes that he's always worried about. So, um, you guys know there's no oh, there, there's no there's no state uh, income tax in Texas. Yeah. What? Yeah, this is yeah. something I've heard. Texas, uh, Texas, and uh, and Florida. Yeah. Um, here I've, I've I've got one more for everyone. Okay. I've never heard anyone say that before. Nope, nobody's ever said that on every podcast ever. J- James Harden does love. <laughs> God damn it, Sam! I have to fucking edit this out now. <laughs> oh, okay, I forgot. I'm about that. <laughs> is going to miss the last five seconds because of trademark music. Uh, Sam played "I'm Coming Home." Tell the world I'm coming home, <laughs> and it's James Harden for Drew Holiday. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, um, I think, where the, where I, the I honestly think this makes some, some. I think this actually makes some sense for both teams, to be totally honest. But I can't believe we're gonna do this again for six fucking months because Daryl Morey is the smartest guy in the fucking America. Trill, did you did you say that James would not be interested in Canada? No, because I mean, of taxation purposes. Because yeah. I, I would like I would like to direct you to a notable incident in which James Harden loves. France. Yeah, he loves going to the Louvre with little baby. That's a it's good his point. favorite activity. Yeah. What is the second best thing that you can be other Montreal. than be in France? It's 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 Quebec City or yeah. Montreal. You know yeah. he, he and and he's going to make Quebec defect from the Canadian Union and oh, then I, never pay taxes anyway. ever again. Quebec is attempting to defect. Montreal does. So, for as far as clubs go, Montreal has great clubs. I have an ex who used to dance in some of them. Yeah, no, like it's a good, uh, it's a good. <laughs> why did you? Uh, I'm, I'm learning. No, I'm, I'm, I'm learning much about you, Dred. This is, this is fascinating. But continue. Uh, <laughs> Dred, is just flexed on all of us. I'm, I'm in love with like, yeah, yeah, the hero. Yeah. The hero. <laughs> it, it happens. You know, you meet people. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Look, yeah. Uh, but. Uh, look, uh, the Quebec is attempting to um, secede at any time. So actually, this is the most plausible thing Parm has ever said. Oh mm-hmm. God! <laughs> what Quebec defecting from Canada? Yeah, yeah that, I that's mean, it's very been on the ballot for like what 155 years or something. <laughs> yes. Like yeah, the, they I fucking mean, do it every. They don't even have. They, they don't even have Canadian political parties in Quebec. They like do their own vibe for all the parties. And they have they have the revolution in their blood. I mean, they're yeah. they're French Canada for a reason. We yeah. 
You know, they they've they they, 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 love, they, they, they were Huguenots. They were Huguenots. They weren't even the Revolutionary Friends, but it's close enough. They're weird Catholics. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Which Sorry, I, I don't know. I'm not that deep into French history. <laughs> Unfortunately, but, no, but, but the uh, 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 the 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 reality of it, I think that it's that's kind of uh, funny. Is that like the Raptors maybe should try it? Like, I kind of think the Raptors should try to get James Harden. I don't think that's the worst plan I've ever heard. But the problem is, Masai is like a persona non grata when it comes to uh, making sane trades, which is why Raptor Slop is banned on this podcast. Like, he's not going to, he's going to be like, all right, so how about like uh, Tyrese Maxey and James Harden for uh, Jakob Pertl and uh, Christian Coloco or something like that? Like, there's a reason why Masai and Mori have never made a trade, to my knowledge. Like, those two, it would never get anything done. Yeah, but what if you knock both of them out? And, <laughs> yeah. and let Elton Brand and uh, Bobby Weaver is that exactly, his name? Yeah. yeah, let them let them cook a little bit. Webster, Webster, Bobby Webster, yeah, Troy Webster. Weaver, Bobby Webster. Yeah. Bobby Webster is also, by the way, chuckling bemusedly at uh, how off off uh, off their axis they have the rest of the league. He thinks well, it's funny. Well, um, when you lose the last player in Fred Van Fleet on your whole team that can dribble, shoot, and pass, yeah. And your best creator is, um, <laughs> I love the, the, the bail ledger style interrogation. <laughs> You're going to give me James Harden. <laughs> You're going to take Pascal Siakam. And You're going to love it. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. No. Stream has uh, gone off. Boy, Normally, Trill would get us back on track, but he's a little too distraught right now. I'm, so, I, I just I went through such time. a roller coaster of emotions yeah. today because mm-hmm. originally it was like, holy shit, where they're actually trading Harden. And at first, I was like, you know what? This is cool. They'll have like some opportunity. And 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 just as it went on, the more I was like, oh, it's it's gonna drag. It's and it also it's like kind of over. <laughs> like like there's no way that the Sixers can pivot out of this. I, I have a thought. I have, I have a thought. I have another one. What? Sam, do you think your GOAT, the greatest general manager in the last 20 years of Boston Celtics history, is interested in another uh, former member of the Oklahoma City Thunder on a $30 million one-year deal? Also, one um, MVP. Are we talking about the Mormon? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the the Utah Jazz, the Utah basketball Jazz. I, I I honestly think Danny is such a sicko. Like, depending on the package, like as long as he like won the trade, he would absolutely do it. But this is another case of like yeah, two, and two two perverts fighting. You know, like this is this is them locked in a it's room. True. Like, like Danny and Danny and Daryl. I don't think they ever made a trade either. <laughs> so, Rob, Rob, Pal- Rob yeah. Palinka, like. There, Rob Palinka, there, there's something going on. You know yeah, what I mean? That, that he might is be the Hollywood. Way. He is the Hollywood cabal. You know I, what I mean? I, I was, I was trying to figure out how much money they would have to sign and trade Austin Reeves for, for him to, um, for it to be a legal trade for James Harden. And I think it was like twenty eight million. And they can't. They, they, you can't. Like I don't even think they can pay him more than twenty five million. Right. Uh, with the hard cap. Yeah. 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 No, and also because of the the rule we talked about, the arenas right. rule we talked about. Yeah, uh, he, okay. he is unfortunately they cannot they cannot give him more than that. Four ninety eight is the max they can offer. Gilbert Arenas. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That's so sick. Yeah. <laughs> 
Shout yeah, out to Kill. The biggest thing that Arenas is ever known for. <laughs> yeah, the, the most famous thing that Gilbert Arenas has ever been associated that, with. That's a, really, yeah. that's a really rude way to say that you're not thrilled about Gil's arena with Josiah Johnson. <laughs> Underdog Fantasy promo code slot. Right. Yep, yep. It is an Underdog Fantasy show. Even though every time I see a Gilbert Arenas clip, it's like, yep, I Gil- feel like every Gilbert Arenas take, he literally just makes up on the spot, and then he he like reverse engineers a reason for it. Yes. Like every time Gilbert Arenas comes up with a take, he's like, you know, Ben Simmons has just gotta, you know, he's just gotta learn how to like uh dribble like Kyrie and then they're like well he can't he doesn't have Kyrie's handle and then it's like well yeah but like you don't understand in order to get into that mindset and then he just rambles on for like five minutes about whatever he was talking about yeah Gil- so I I got my undergraduate in chemistry and I gave a presentation where I was about five shots deep and Gilbert Arenas talks like I talked during that presentation he talks he, he's friends you know he's friends with Baldo and stop right yeah it makes perfect sense yeah yeah, I mean that them being friends makes a, makes a lot of sense. Um, so I watched. Sorry, I was watching that clip of Jimmy uh, of Bobby Marks that somebody just posted. His trade was truly put our war crimes to shame. It was okay. like one of the grossest yeah, that's, trades. That's can you pull, can you pull it up? It's yeah. So it is. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to get us in trouble on playback because it's an ESPN thing. So is, is that an issue? Um, but it's 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 Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Batum. And the Clippers' 2028 pick for Harden and Tucker. That is vile. That is truly vile. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, oh my God. So, yeah. Trill, Not even Cork Boss. We couldn't get off the Cork Boss money in yeah, that one. Yeah. Tr- yeah. Trill, I have a dark question for you. Yeah. Before and- you before you ask me the question, I just have to say, I someone asked in the comments earlier, can the Sixers get to cap space? The an- the short answer is no. Because this, the Clippers are going to have to send money back to us yes, in order to make this deal work. And the long answer is, even if you shedded salary in a Tobias Harris deal for like Buddy Heald, like I've discussed, which I think is a possibility, especially now that they're losing Harden, it would be very hard to get amount of cap space where it would really matter at all. Like you couldn't sign good players. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. So I, um, I have two two differently dark questions, but Sam, it sounds like you had a thought. Go ahead. Well, I, I just had a thought. Um, I think they could get to, they could at least get a giant TPE for tra- James Harden. TPEs. TPEs are actually, the new CBA means you can't have a TPE <laughs> and an MLE player. I'm sorry. That's okay. so ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I didn't know that. That's that's well, fucked up. You actually. can't have a tax MLE, and if you have a regular look, we're not doing CBA. I broke my brain last night reading the whole CBA. Let's not do that. Like, yeah, if right. anyone wants, they can message me. I'll tell them anything they want to know about the CBA. Okay, here's ask, the, ask a question. So the first one is: In your heart of hearts, would you have rather Harden walked and you have the ability to just sign Fred Van Fleet, Fred Van Vliet, Greta Van Vliet? I don't know. Well, I mean, not if we're pay- if you're paying Van Fl- they're paying him what forty million dollars. Like we would have had to just oh, trade awesome. Tobias for that, and then you're just then you just have Fred Van Fleet, Maxi, and Embiid, and it's just like like what? Where are you going with that? Like you don't even have any depth because you lost Harden for nothing. And the reason why I'm really mad that they just said we're not interested in Beal from the jump is because you could have traded Tobias's contract just for Beal, and then turned around and traded Harden for depth pieces. Yes. Absolutely. And then your team would be good. Right. Then your team would be like conference finals good. 
And now it's like, okay, you either lose Harden, you, you might get depth pieces for Harden, but you have to hope that you can turn Tobias into Zach Levine or something. Maybe, maybe, okay, so maybe, all right, let's, let's just hypothetically say here, the one way, and I know, I don't think the Bulls are trading Zach Levine, but the one way that you might be able to get me back to uh, we're back from it's over is if they were able to get pieces from the Clippers that they could then flip with Tobias's expiring in order to get a Zach Levine kind of player or along with Maxi and Embiid. Because they still need that. Like, like I love Tyrese Maxi, but like he's not going to be the second best player on a championship team at 23 years old, dude. Right. Like, that's just not how it happens. So the... the Rosen's interesting. Yeah, DeRozan for Harden would actually be pretty interesting. Well, no, th- I don't think they're going to trade for Harden. I think they would have to be for Tobias. Tobias? Yeah, I guess yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, so here's the much, much darker question. Feel free not to answer this if you don't want to. Um, in your heart of hearts, do you think the smart option is to take this as an inflection point and start the blow up? I mean, look, the logical part of my brain says yes. Like, get ahead of whatever's going to happen until like if Embiid gets hurt next year or whatever, it doesn't work. But at the same time, this is not just like logic. You have to live in the real world. And if a, if your best player who just won MVP doesn't ask you for a trade, you don't trade them. I like, agree. That's you just can't do that. But like like I said, like I've seen like Scoot Sharp Simon's picks kind of thing, like that kind of deal. Uh, I mean, it would make sense to get back something other than guards. But just if you're blowing it up to smithereens. Right, just that kind of deal would make uh, some sense. Okay, all right. <laughs> Our farm has pulled up another one eighty p screenshot for everyone. Let's go. But all right. Is, do you want to read it? You want me to? Yeah, I'll read it. The Sixers get back the hometown hero Markel Fultz, also hometown hero Michael Carter Williams and Bull Bull. And oh, they, they they released Michael Carter Williams. Harrison Barnes just extended. End of an era. Wow, really. Wow. Wait, what? Harrison Barnes is extended Barnes. with the Kings. Wow. Three years, $54 million. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's good. one Good that's for one Harrison. Way. Yeah, that's pretty good value. He's the only guy that's ever wanted to be in Sacramento. That's awesome. It's a little it's sad million that's, a year. What used, that's what they used their first-round pick to make space for, but it's pretty good. This Well, they still have $17 million in space, so they could sign cool. someone else. But it's going to be the Sabonis deal extension, too. Oh, yeah, that's that could be... So they basically just did that to save money, dumping. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. they dumped uh, they dumped a pick to save money. I, I was kind of on draft night. Yeah, I, I was excited, kind of excited for them for the idea of them like going after a Kuzma or somebody interesting. But like, yeah, I, I guess like dumping when the, when when Chris Murray went the pick before them, I guess like dumping that pick to make their two extensions hurt less is fine. This does make the Tobias Harris to the Pacers trade a little bit more realistic, and it's something that I've talked about, because now they're apparently going to try to sign Max Struess is the latest buzz. Mm. And if they do try to sign Max Struess, remember we talked about it last night on the stream, there are nine players that have uh, that play the one, two, or three for them on their roster. Yep. So I, I think that the Tobias to Indiana trade could be realistic. But I'm also just like that. That trade was still like if you kept Harden. Like I don't know. A lot of a lot of the trades now don't seem as like, oh, we have to make this move now because it's like if you lose Harden, what's what's really the the point? You should probably try to maximize uh, Tobias's expiring in another trade 
so that you might be able to hold on and at the halfway through the season trade for DeMar or Levine or someone. Do you just have access to the 2030 pick or is there one other pick that you have? We access? just have 2030. That's what I thought. And once again, Rob said 28 and 30 for the Clippers. If they throw in, if the Sixers can't get Terrence Mann and they're like, all right, we'll take two first just to flip in another deal. They at least then have three first round picks to work with, with the Tobias expiring. But like, you have to hope that someone gets disgruntled halfway through the year or a team blows it up halfway through the year. My non-source take would be that the Clippers would rather trade Terrence Mann than the picks. But I don't know that for sure. Yeah, so I think you're out. probably right. Yeah. It's so far out. And like, what? I mean, Harden, Kawhi, and Paul George are all going to be long retired by 2030. They might all be retired by 2028. And it's yeah. like, Terrence Mann, I mean, we I love Terrence Mann. He's really good. Um, I think like Joel Embiid would love him. Like a Maxi Melton Mann trio would be like really awesome. feisty, would be, would be pretty cool. Um, but like, he is 27. He is on a really good deal for two years, so you have that locked up. But, like, I think the Clippers would, would probably rather move him. Like, Ty Lue is known to not trust him very much. Yeah. And, like, the Clippers' stars maybe are also a little iffy on him. That's why they keep asking for veteran point guards to come in and not sure. just start the guy who's better. So, um, I, I, I really, really don't think the Clippers would trade on picks, honestly. I, I have a hard time seeing them trade one for Harden, which is why like it's so hard to imagine a deal happening. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're right because we, uh, earlier Clayton talked about the fact that they're going to try to prioritize keeping those late firsts, those firsts later in the decade because they have this new arena, and then it's like okay, we don't have any picks, and we didn't win a title, and we have no, we have no nothing to excite our fans. The reason right. why they went and they got Bones Highland in the trade for nothing was because at least they have some young players, like a young player now that they could be like, hey, at least we have this guy around when like, like, like you said, like in a few years, like Terrence Mann's going to be in his 30s and like that you can't market him and he's not good enough to even be that level of like marketable guy. Like he's just like a fan favorite type. So like, I don't know. Uh, once again. I, I think that Maury's going to go insane in the next week or so, I'm sure. I don't think he's going to rush to make a trade. I'm I, I'm kind of over-talking about this part of it, um, just because I mean, it's, it's like we're just running really ourselves depends. in I circles. Mean, I saw, I mean, I, I, I would, I'm not a cap guy, but like I think the Clippers, it becomes way harder for the Clippers to make a Harden deal as soon as the new CBA starts. Oh. On, so, yeah. like, I think the Clippers would, like, really have to try to push to get this done, which is why the Clippers are being linked so much right now. Um, I absolutely agree. On I, Monday? You know what it would have to be? It would have to be tomorrow. Or, yeah, it yeah. Tonight. Like, it would need to be, like, in the next 24 hours. Yes, because the moment July 1st rolls around, the new CBA rules, including the financial restrictions table. Yeah. Page 188, for anyone interested, page 188. That's crazy. That's disgusting that you know that. Yeah. And that's gross. 188 no, no, no. through 190. Explain it. Explain it. Well, there's a couple of different things. So first, first and foremost, um, there's a bunch of things that basically once you take a specific action, including some of the trading actions, you are you are uh, forbidden from taking other actions. And so very specifically, if you would take a salary that would put you above a permitted apron amount, the all the other legal actions, first of all, that action is immediately canceled. And then and if you do somehow finagle it to just come in, a lot of your other legal options are done. So for example, I think I think the Clippers are 
how close the Clippers right now to that second eight friend? Because they're they're, they're not very close. A million or two right. over. So yeah, the thing is, only, really close. After they can't legally make a trade that would ag- So one of the forbidden things that you would do if you are over the second apron is you cannot aggregate salaries in a trade. If you would try right. to aggregate salaries in a trade to make a trade that would put you over the second apron, that is considered a forbidden financial action. Oh my God. So this yes. is fucking, they're ruining slop, dude. They're, they're like, you're taking everything that I have from me with this new fucking CBA. Oh my God. So effectively, there are. Well, it a, does. It... Go ahead. No, 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 go on. So effectively, the Clippers have until the end of business tomorrow to do anything they want to do oh for a Harden. Okay. So if it's the Clippers. Right. And if the, it's Clippers the Clippers are the, the Clippers are the only team that have been linked that I believe. The Knicks is just nonsense, and the Heat again just don't make a ton it's of sense. Fake. If it's yeah. like the Clippers, I think it's just the Clippers and Maury negotiating right now, and the question is yeah. whether who will break. Oh God, We're, James Harden is going to be back on the Sixers next year. <laughs> we know how this ends. Maury not getting what he wants. And then him going, James Harden is under contract. <laughs> like, this is insane, dude. The Knicks stuff is skeptical to one of the comments. Uh, Ian Begley had a thing about how the Knicks were not united in their interest in Harden, which is like, yeah. Ian Begley's like the Knicks guy. It's like, a, like what? That was such yeah. a weird tweet. And then he was like, the, the Clippers are interested in Harden. Uh, and he's the first guy at all. Like, yeah. So, I, yeah, I he also Knicks, gets things wrong a lot, to be fair. But yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't, the Brunson Harden combo is just really weird. Um, I don't know why they would trade for Harden when they have Brunson, really. Yeah. No, it makes no sense together. To me. But like, well, I mean, the Sixers could, they, I, the Sixers could pair Emmanuel quickly, who was Maxie's back court mate at uh, Kentucky. And also, more importantly, is a calculator rat favorite, um, which is uh, something that Maury would definitely be uh, appealed to, I would imagine. But he also is just like Maxi on the verge of getting a massive extension. Like he's probably he wants over a hundred million dollars on his next deal. So, like, are the Sixers going to trade for a guy that they're going to have to extend in a few months along with Maxi? That like. I mean, he's really good, but that's and and he's much better on defense than Maxi. But like, your your backcourt's getting pretty tiny at that point. Is is kind of what I'm trying to get at here. So, yeah. So, all right. Um. So, do we want to talk about any of the other moves? The Harrison Barnes move. That domino. That moves me. That moves me. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into that for the Kings. Well, now agents can't use the Kings as salary cap leverage. Yeah. Because like they can use the Pacers. Because that's the domino yeah. a little bit, yeah. Because right. that was that was the the Struce is only fifteen million of their space supposedly. Yeah. For, so for what it's, for what it's yeah. worth, oh sorry, go ahead, Sam. I, no, I, that, I, that was all I had to say. Yeah, uh, I finished the soju, so I'm a little bit off the, uh, <laughs> the, off the, the ether. Um, but I will say, like, so there aren't there will probably not be uh, below floor teams this year because of, so we already knew this from the the outline document, but you cannot enter the season below the floor and still get the, the tax payouts. Whereas before yeah. you could be at the, below the floor and then be at the floor by the deadline. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's what like the OKC and the Spurs did the last right. two years. So there's yeah. not going to be big room teams this year. 
So we, I would expect like any team that is currently below the floor will be at floor pretty early into free agency, I think. Yeah. So I, I, I do think that, first off, the, the, the domino effects here, which is why every team is using the Rockets cap space as like leverage to be like, oh, we're going to get your, we're going to get this guy or whoever, um, is the, is basically n- now that Barnes is going back to the Kings and like Dredd said earlier, they're going to renegotiate the Sabonis deal. So because they renegotiate the Sabonis deal, they'll probably give him a little bit more this year. And if they give him a little bit more this year, because uh, he only makes like, what, $22 million, I believe? It's like, yeah, it's not that much. And they'll probably give him $30 million. So that goes, there goes $8 million more of that cap space. They already lost 18 of it. So then they're left with, what, $10 million in cap space, which really isn't – it's just not nearly enough to get, like, a difference maker player. But, like, I, I bring this all around to say – is there a chance that Kyle Kuzma re-signs with the Wizards? Yeah, I, I think there's absolutely a chance. Yeah. Because, like, at this point, I mean, the Pacers are the only team that could offer him something because the Rockets are definitely getting Fred Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks. Like, that is written in stone. And that, and by the way, they're – no pun intended. The, uh, but they are uh, – because they're giving Fred Van Fleet, like, $40 million. Yeah. And then they're giving – apparently they're giving Dylan Brooks like $15 million. So that's like almost all of their cap space. They might – they if they wanted to get Kyle Kuzma, they would have to do like a sign-and-trade with uh, – I'm sorry, not a sign-and-trade. A uh, Washington would have to sign-and-trade Kuzma to the Rockets for Kevin Porter Jr. or Jay Sean Tate or someone like that just so that they could have the space because Kuzma wants upwards of $30 million. And the only way he's going to get that is if he stays with the Wizards or they find a sign and trade with another team. Right. And I, and, the, and I'll say this right now. The Kevin Porter Jr. contract is too valuable to be used that way, in my opinion. Not because – I like, K- KPJ is like – I actually do think KPJ is good. He's solid. It's just, yeah. it's just also completely non-guaranteed contract, which is going to become, like, a panacea to some team at some point. Sure. Yeah. That's definitely has uh, an, an appeal for sure, to different teams. But yeah, I just think that it's probably going to come down to like, if Kuzma is looking at trying to get a lot of money, it's either going to be a sign and trade to another team for, like, like I had proposition before, Tobias Harris, but the problem there is the Sixers aren't going to pay Kuzma th- over $30 million a year for, uh, and, and in order to salary match for Tobias, it would have to be over $30 million, and they're just not going to do that. So the, the the market for Kuzma shrinks really fast is what I'm trying to say here. Like the possibility of Kuzma being kind of the odd man out here feels pretty high unless Washington is able to find a deal where they don't take on a, turn, a ton of long-term money and they just take back like either one or two expiring salaries. Could he go back to the Lakers? Wasn't there something about the Lakers trying to clear cap room? They probably still wouldn't have nearly enough, right? For I, yeah, I don't think that they, they could do it because they don't have – they don't have a contract that they could trade. No, like unless they like did a balloon payment. Right. Like can they can they even get to an MLE? Yeah. Like, like can they're they trying to... to for Bruce Brown is, yeah. is right. the rumor, yeah. Can they get to the full MLE? Sure. Yeah, but that's not Kuzma's gonna go for more than the MLE. Well, if he's the odd man out, do you think he would go for more than a full MLE? Well, he could opt into his contract, which is more than the MLE. Or no, he already opted out, he didn't can't, he? He can't opt in. He passed the Fuck, yeah, you're like, right. Like if he's fully, fully SOL, 
Yeah. Would he MLE back home? I mean, I would also rather have Bruce Brown than Kuzma, but Kuzma's still getting the Lakers bumped despite not having been on the Lakers in years. Yeah. And he, and like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of look at it like, I don't, they wouldn't sign and trade him for Austin Reeves. I think that they want Austin Reeves, like I, I would imagine. Also, it does sound like we, the Wizards are still going to do some sort of fire sale, probably for Monte Morris and uh, DeLon Wright. Yeah. Who, yeah. But like, I, I, I don't know. I just don't really see like if, unless the Pacers are the, are, are the team, but like even the Pacers would, if, if they give Max Strews two for 30. Wizards are also still on 16 players on the roster right now. Oh, you know what they could do? They could just trade Buddy Heald for Kuzma. Buddy Heald's expiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have their whole team is twos and threes. Why are you looking like that, Parm? You're forgetting that too. Because what? What? He? How <laughs> Kuzma's a piston? He's bringing Detroit basketball back. How, hold on. How much by himself? Do the Pistons have? By himself, he's winning MVP, uh, most improved Finals MVP, and Let's he's go. bringing real basketball back to the Motor City. We have we have Tom, Tom the I was just gonna water. say Tom. I, I I knew He's Tom in was in the comments, and I felt bad for Tom. That, that all right, to be let's, for, for his Pistons cap space is uh five million. Okay, hmm. wait, they what? Have, wait, five million? Is that true? No, aren't they preparing a huge offer for Cam Johnson? Right? Isn't that yeah. the yeah. the wizard? They don't have five oh, million. They have way right, more. No, sorry, they yeah. I, I'm forgetting that they have a bunch of things that they are yeah uh pistons contracts pull it up i'm pulling up the contracts right now i have i have the it wizards on need marvin bagley all right hold on they've yes. never needed a player Let's more go. in their entire history 65 years they've never needed anyone more than they need marvin Dude, bagley you, right pool, now a pool and marv Pool, pool and marv is is okay. real tankathon they're, they're not re-signing hamadou diallo so okay no. so yeah, yeah, never mind. They, they have they have a lot more cap than I thought. Yeah. I was I my numbers were factoring in Diallo for. Some they have thirty eight million without cap yeah. cap holds, so they yeah. could go after Kuzma if they lose out on Cam Johnson. Which, sure. I mean, do, Will, you're a Nets fan. Do you think that they're just going to match that massive offer for Cam Johnson, which is twenty five million a year? And I once again, I would rather have Cam Johnson than Kuzma, but Kuzma's unrestricted, and Cam is restricted. And it sounds like they're probably going to match. Like it's twenty five million. I I would say that's not really that much. So I I would just say, yeah, I I honestly don't think that that Kuzma, I or I I guess Kuzma could end up on the Pistons, but it would take a little bit of time if they're just going to throw a bag at Cam Johnson. It's going to take like a that that locks in your. If you make an RFA offer, that locks you in for a few days, if I remember correctly. Well, so not if they do it under the new CBA. Okay. So the new, the new CBA, for those of you that don't Set know. Set it up. Yeah. So it is, you have, if you do it before noon, the, the respondent team has until noon the next day. Okay, good. Well, that's a good thing then. So you yeah. can make, so we actually could get some teams throwing offer sheets at Reeves, at Cam Johnson, at those guys, and then just hoping that the Lakers and... The Nets don't match in 24 hours, and then if they don't, then fuck it, we can go spend our cap space elsewhere. Yeah, the that's long- going to make it fun. Actually, the longest amount of time you can get is 48 hours. If you do it at 12:01 p.m., they have two days to respond. 
All right. Well, the, the, that that might make so, it a little bit more interesting, I would say. All but fun and games. All fun and games until Mark Cuban talks to a degenerate gambler who convinces him to give Paul Reed $35 million a year. All fun and games. Monkey Paul. Monkey Paul situation again where I'm like, man, I just need some slop. And it's like the Mavericks have, the Mavericks have thrown the full MLE at Paul yeah, they're Reed. They're giving a super max to B-ball Paul. <laughs> Rosal in the comments saying one of one of the greatest pachinko players in the world is currently entering the front office and he's uh, he's going to advise Mark Cuban on one of the one of the strongest offer sheets we've ever seen uh for oh fuck what is his name uh I blew the joke the the really bad guy in the pistons the guard um Kate Kate guy. yeah no the not Kate, Kate not Kate not Kate it's like Kate so uh you know who I mean. Yeah, you fumbled the bag. Killian Dad? Sorry. My no. titanium hip king, Killian Hayes. No, it's Killian. <laughs> he's got he's got him and Tua, dude. Those are your yeah, boys. My goats. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I don't think that the Rockets are gonna end up with Kuzma unless it is that kind of machination where it's like that those that money going back. Uh <laughs> okay, I get it. Yeah, so the, the slop emperor of Dune and himself, uh, Brian Windhorst, just said that few people in NBA history have more experience enforcing trades than Brian than James Harden. He's a seasoned vet <laughs> enforcing <laughs> trades. He, he's been, I've been yeah. here before, Mr. James Harden. Um, okay, so the Lakers trying to steal Bruce Brown. This was all on the original uh, docket before James Harden blew up our brains. Yes. Um. I mean, the Lakers would be kind of low-key good. Like really. I know. That's what I was thinking is that, like, you, the Lakers all of a sudden have a pretty nice rotation. If they're able to get Bruce Brown, they're going to re-sign D'Angelo Russell for a reasonable contract. They're going to bring back Rui. They'll bring back Reeves. They have Jared Vanderbilt still. Like Also, that's, like, a kind of young team for if LeBron – when LeBron leaves after this year. Like, that's not a – Yeah. That's not a terrible – like, that's a kind of a fun team to root for. And also, it's a team where you're you like because they're the Lakers and because they're in Los Angeles, they just get away with everything. So like, oh, cool, we built this fun young team, and then if a free agent in three years from now wants Jason to go Tatum. there, Jason, <laughs> Jason, the Jason Tatum, Austin Reeves, Rui Hashimura Lakers are gonna really change the league. Is what you're getting at? Uh, yeah, they will certainly change the Lakers' fortunes. J- J- Jason Tatum, yeah, that, that good luck. Good luck with getting Jason Tatum. I'll be so sad if the Lakers got Jason Tatum. Oh no, he's one of the uh, fucking ten best players in the what, NBA. Oh, no. ah, don't, don't, no, no, don't trade us all the picks for Jason Tatum. No. Also, you're ridiculous. <laughs> Sam, uh, Sam, yeah. Just, yeah. So for I, so imagine that I just did Sam's <laughs> lament, but mine is sincere. It's just the same lament, but it's not sarcastic. And uh, now we have the two sides of things. Just in case. Just in case we're keeping score here, Sam wants the Heat to acquire Damian Lillard. Or not? Correct. Yes, that's correct. Yes. And also, he wants his best, the best player on his team, to go to the Lakers. That, well, I mean, well, if we want something is. good, yeah, Jason I, yeah. No, I, I, we just need, we just need a, a legitimate number one option. We've got to cash in one of our number two options to get a legitimate number one at some point. 
All right. Well, I'm, I, not, I'm not engaging in this one with you, Sam. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> C's fans are not done with Tatum. It's literally just me. I'm the only yeah. one. So, <laughs> um, this is not a smart thing either. I've been saying this about Jason Tatum for four years. I've been iced. <laughs> Keep going. Can we talk about something light? Yeah, let's talk about it, Parm. Like uh, how the Dallas Mavericks <laughs> finally are going to get their guy. The guy that the guy that they really truly wanted with the sick, the fifth pick in the 2018 NBA draft is now an unrestricted free agent and he's ready to play. No, I've been calling. Yeah, we're getting Mo. Let's go. We're getting Mo. He's not going to be at the finger. If Mo Bamba can't beat out Dwight Powell, <laughs> Dwight Powell's a free agent. They don't even have him anymore. There, there you go. So we have so we have Bomba Bomba at center, right? Yeah. Bomba is Kyrie coming back in this situation or is Kyrie leaving? I, I prefer not to speak. I prefer not to speak about about <laughs> about certain certain point guards and whether or not they're coming to Philadelphia with a team. You know, I I, I don't want to get my. Oh, you're buying Wendy's. Pitch that Kyrie's going to take a meeting. I have with the nothing left. I have yeah. nothing left. Okay, I have nothing left. I don't get it. Four hours ago, I was I was happy. I was I was a happy boy <laughs> in my office thinking about oh we can get like O'Shea Brissett for Tobias like that's really sick and now yeah. now every nightmare is real. <laughs> oh shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone is looking for that People big wing. Percent right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, that that big wing that everyone that used to play for the Raptors. The name starts with an O. Everyone is trying to trade for that guy right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> it's 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 gotten to the point where I'm I'm losing my mind a little bit. But um, well, yeah, on the Bruce Brown stuff though, like I actually think that's a, a decent team. Like I I think obviously Bruce Brown won't look as good. Next to a non Nikola Jokic player, as yeah. Next to like Wait, did Bruce Brown sign somewhere? No, no. But the Lakers are apparently trying to clear the full MLE for Bruce Brown. Jovan Bua said uh, that they are basically like pretty confident they're going to get Bruce Brown. Which I, I know I'm trying not to be libertarian right now, but <laughs> but what are the state taxes like in Colorado? Because uh, they're not like they, there is state. They're not California out. level, right? No, yeah, they're but, not. Yeah, but you're what? not. You're thinking about taxes. Bruce is Bruce is thinking about Dr. Anthony Fauci in Gavin Newsom's America and how oh. much he loves he loves that vaccine because yeah. he'll never let his team down. He'll never He's let his to... team down. He'll get Johnson and Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. He so, has all three of them at the same time. The Russian one. The, the state income. T- oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, clearly what's happening is the Newsom Imperium, um, the wall is coming for when they secede from the rest of the United States and the Newsom mm-hmm. Imperium um, becomes a, a autonomous zone. And I think James is uh, picking the winners. Uh, so he's just got to get to California to make sure he's there. That's that maybe that I think that it's as simple as that. Simple as for frankly. what it for what it's worth, uh, California for Bruce Brown's brackets should probably be somewhere around ten or eleven percent. And I just looked it up; Colorado is four point four fixed tax rate. So that's what I'm saying: is like the money's not that much more. 
the money is not that much more if you're getting although maybe Bruce Brown sees some some advertising and marketing yeah also, like the sponsorship shit if he goes to the Lakers cuz you get the Lakers bump. There's a there's a trade kicker the, on the, the Harrison Barnes yeah. deal. There's a trade okay, who cares? So they're not going to trade him. 10%. They might. I mean, you can Maybe. trade him now. Like I, I don't yeah. know. I, I think that's interesting. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, you're you're right, Trill. I think dollar for dollar, if we're just looking at salary dollars, so like, what's the most that he can get from the Nuggets right now? But but Parm does bring up a good point. Kyle Kuzma, it, at the time, was like the two hundred and fiftieth best player in the NBA, and he got his own shoe with Puma. Yeah, not only that, I Lakers. own them. <laughs> you own a pair? <laughs> you fucking yeah, sicko! Let's go. Yeah. Jason Preston had a nationwide commercial. Jason Preston on the Clippers, not even the Lakers. Jason Preston, yeah, had like a big commercial that like I was seeing in Philadelphia. (laughs) Really? All right. So 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 Bruce is going for the sneaker. I I get that. You're right, Parm. Taylor Horton Tucker get a shoe? No, no way. There's no No. way Taylor Horton. He probably because like Austin Reeves just caught one. Did Austin Reeves get a shoe with who? Yeah, he has like a Chinese. Like he is like a lead, like uh, that like Dwayne Wade shoe company. I think it well, signed Austin Reeves. He has a shoe for them now. Program, so to be yeah. fair, Reeves is like significantly better than Taylor Horton Tucker. I yeah, mean, true. Yeah, yeah. Hard, but, but like at the same brand, you know. Yeah. At least, at least Reeves. Uh, you know, I mean, he does have the same stats as Mac McClung, if you think about it. So. Oh. <laughs> We have somebody who claims to be di- dropping dimes twenty in the chat. That's oh, right. Nice, good bit. Good, yeah. very good bit. <laughs> those are those are good Reeves shoes. Those those look nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think the Bruce Brown the Lake for the Lakers makes sense for the Lakers. I guess it makes sense for Bruce Brown. I mean, he probably makes. Oh, here's the question: Which is better for his career earnings? Playing two more years next to Nikola Jokic or playing two years in LA? Jokic. Jokic, yeah, I think yeah. it is. I think because like because like he'll get the Lakers bump, but like who even really got paid on that? He also like I think Malik Monk with, didn't get paid. He got like the MLE. He might the get he the might Nuggets back is, back. is like I think they're trying to do what the the Clippers did with like all their guys, which is do another year like a one year deal, and then they get the bird rights, and then they can pay a lot yeah. more. So I think yeah. actually his potential earnings if he takes one lower year. He'd be like kind of betting on himself to have another really good year um, with the Nuggets, which he probably yeah. would. So, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you need to get more than the MLE, honestly. And I think there have been rumors that teams would give him more than the MLE, um, but I don't, I don't know which teams. But I, 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 I also saw somebody, or I heard rumors that the, the Lakers were not like. I know Yovan, who's really connected, did say that the Lakers are confident, but I've also read or heard that um, it's the Lakers are not super likely. So who knows? It's the roster not construction. I mean, I would, if I were Bruce Brown, I would definitely consider going back to the Nuggets because the Nuggets, you'll get the, you'll get the bump of them making another finals run. You'll have the Jokic stat boost thing that he helps you with your stats and Mm -hmm. the way that you look. And then more importantly, you have the opportunity to do what Bobby Portis did, which was Bobby Portis. Remember Bobby Portis got that scam contract from the yep. Bucks, and everyone was like, what the fuck is happening? And then a year later, he got that crazy, not a crazy, but he got like a good deal 
he makes like 12 mil a year now, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's what the Clippers did with Nick Batum. Where yeah. After his first year on the team, they brought him back and it was like other teams were offering him way more, but then they gave him like a 222. So. Yeah. The, the big difference with Bruce Brown, or uh, Bruce Brown and Bobby Portis, though, is the Bucks don't have depth at the position that he plays currently. Well, we're talking about where you wait, like what do you Bruce mean? Brown. Bruce Brown might also like. I think there's like a world where like, like he thinks that there's guys that the Nuggets might be interested in playing more minutes next year. I mean, it's possible that they're just like and, whatever. And, we have and Christian he, Brown. And if or... He's not like the most selfless man on the planet. Maybe he is like, if I foresee a, a role reduction for myself, might as yeah. well just go to LA. And it's See, also I would possible go the other way though, because the Nuggets still have broken body Michael Porter Jr. And if like MPJ misses out for like fifty games, I mean Bruce Brown is is starting or at least playing huge more minutes. I mean Michael Porter Jr. is liable to get injured like at any minute so you know but aren't they going to be super cheap next year like like i feel like with jamal getting an extension Jokic on a super max and then they if they can't if they keep michael porter jr they still have aaron gordon they still have kcp like i don't even mm-hmm. know if the nuggets are going to be able to afford him like yeah. to bring back bruce like i don't think they 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 might not even they might just cheap out and be like we're not yeah. giving him 15 million a year or whatever he thinks he's worth yeah that's fair that's like that's a really good point. Oh my god! I just cooked up a brilliant idea. Oh, let's hear it, Trill. I'm excited. 2020, when James Harden forced a trade, one of the teams that was on that list was the Denver Nuggets, who have a long-term salary that might not age very well, and Michael Porter Jr. You're sick. <laughs> You know, Hart, coming from Parm. <laughs> you know, if it's coming from Parm, it's bad that I'm sick. Stick. You're a yeah. stick, man. We might as well like, just get fucking Jonathan like, Isaac, too. It's like Dennis Ray. Yeah, the whole like, One America okay, Network boy. basketball team. Let's go. <laughs> Make Harlan Hill our general manager. <laughs> I'm going to Philadelphia to build a team. Me and a team. We're going there. It's war Look, in Philadelphia. You've been joking, you've been joking Rudy about Gobert, basketball. Isaac, MPJ core. <laughs> it's the it, you've been joking about basketball fascism having reached Philadelphia. There you go. Yeah, you re- we'll really be taking it up the next fucking level with that though. He, ladies and gentlemen, here is the new general manager of the Philadelphia 76ers. Look at this man. He is somehow my age. Harlan Hill, by the way, for for folks who want to look yeah. it up, and you should. <laughs> you should. Let's go. This guy somehow looks like world's oldest baby. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, no. He, he has a new so look good, now, dude. He looks so good. No, he. This is. I can't find a picture. In oh my that... God, Is that baby Gronk? Is this baby Gronk? <laughs> yeah, baby Gronk has grown into a huge into a. Let's go. Harlan Hill. He looks good. Oh my uh, God, dude. He looks so good. Let's go. Um, I gotta say, this uh, this the, I, I I personally for our own mental sanity, I'm I'm kind of glad that we're we're finally getting real slop because these slop fumes have given us like cosmic insanity. <laughs> I read we're, the whole CBA. We're, we're like Charlie in that episode when he's doing all the like silver paint out of the sock. Like, 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 and he's like kind of boarding over the windows in the Always Sunny episode. That that's what's going on right now. So this is this is bad. 
yeah. don't know if I would have read all of the CBA between yesterday and today. I didn't actually read all of it. I just read every word that was different between the two of them. Hold on. Quick question. Do we have any predictions for tomorrow? Tomorrow, by the way, if you're, if you're around tomorrow, 5 p.m., I will be doing – I'm going live at 5. Uh, anyone is welcome to join that's on here right now. But we're going live for free agency tomorrow at 5 p.m. Uh, Fred Van Fleet predictions. I mean, do we believe Mark Stein? I mean, Mark, I, Mark Stein already got the Drummond thing wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mar, Mark Stein gets a ton wrong. Yeah. He's, the, one, he's the most he, awesome move Raphael Stone has ever made, giving $40 million to Fred Van Vliet a year for two years. That would be the coolest thing of all time. I saw I, so hilarious. I saw Raptors Twitter passing around some report from someone who I don't know how credible that like the Raptors were like, oh yeah, nobody's giving him over 30 million. And that they've like in like the last 24 hours being like, is this, are they really going to do this? And they've kind of like tried to like re-engage. I don't know how credible that is. So um, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think he's going to Houston just because that's what we've heard. And Houston has to pay somebody. Yeah. Right. They, they, they have to, they literally have to pay somebody. That yeah. is the max they can offer him. And I think that that's probably like, Harden's not going there. From everything we've heard, Brooke Lopez sounds like he's going back. The only guys that seem locked in are Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Fleet. And the thing with the Fred Van Fleet thing is the it, it, the Raptors are kind of in the same Sixers uh, position the Sixers were in, where they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Because if they sign Fred Van Fleet, they're going to sign him to way more money than he's worth. And probably more years than... Four years, probably 30, 35 million a year. And then if he ages poorly... You're stuck with the contracts. And if you let him walk for nothing, that is now between Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Danny Green, all the guys from that championship team that you just lost for nothing when you could have gotten something for them. They got something for Lowry. It wasn't good something. but They, they got, got Precious Achua. Okay, fine. Right, yeah. But, like, no one that makes a difference is what I'm trying to say. It's like, like Danny Green losing him in free agency for nothing was tough. Obviously, they lost Kawhi for nothing. Like... They they've just they just keep losing guys over and over and over again for nothing, and at a certain point, that's just going to catch up with you. And like, unless you're just nailing your draft picks over and over, which by the way, they've only had one good draft pick in the last four years. They never are selling. They're never active at the Who? deadline when they should be. And the, the one, Raptors. Who? Who's Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. He, Scotty Barnes is a that's good. So fun. D- d- you can't. You, I can't believe you're denying Delano. Right oh, now. I'm I can't sorry. Well, you deny Delano like Did that. they even offer him the? Uh, you, you, the, I'm sure Cam will know in the comments better. But did they offer him the qualifying offer? Because he, I didn't see that they had. He's a UFA. They let. Oh, so he's a sixer. Fantastic. Oh, Delano Van is coming to save the team. The so James Harden replacement. By the way, you know who would be a fantastic James Harden replacement? Someone we talked about on a stream recently that the Sixers at one point had his rights. Vasila Mishich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's what, coming he's, over. He's real. Is he actually coming? I saw like, that thing that he said he wants like $15 million a year in a starting spot. I think I saw MLE. Yeah. Let's go. Mishich is, like, is that like We're trading for him again. Anyone's going to do that? Like give Vasila Mishich a starting role? Daryl Morey. He's he's calling me. He's calling he Presti. He's saying, is, "Send him he back." He is Enron Daryl. He is Enron Daryl. That's so <laughs> true. He's gonna bring him in and be like, "We have at the end of the bench. Yeah. We have Philip Petrazev. 
who won the Adri- Adriatic League MVP. And in our starting lineup, we have the EuroLeague MVP, two-time EuroLeague MVP, if I remember correctly, Vasilov Micic. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's, a, there's another consideration to make here, by the way. Daryl Morey might be running his life like Howie from Uncut Gems right now because with how deep he was in like various cryptocurrencies and everything <laughs> like that, so there, he could be like like way behind on some of this stuff, and this could be like where some of this is coming from. He's like, wait, Harden opted in, but he wants a trade. trade? Fuck, I've been <laughs> all right. I've been mining Bitcoin all day. I'm First round have- picks. Oh, <laughs> it might be, you know, genuinely speaking, you know, the uh, what is the what, what is your uh, what was your attempted NFT cap evasion scheme? Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, fanatics, fanatics, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, no, the fanatics isn't worth anything. The, the, I know the fanatics money's dried up a little bit. <laughs> we, <laughs> it didn't work for Harden, it didn't keep him around. Who's Julia Fox in this metaphor? Joel Embiid, she's <laughs> he's the muse. I, I was. Thank you. I was Daryl Morey's muse. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's clearly Lawrence Frank. Does he still work for the Clippers? I don't even. Yeah, know. he does. He's the Clippers. Yeah. Yo, keep in mind, R- Rob. Rob, you might be able to back me up on this. Lawrence Frank kind of done a shitty job recently. The last year has been really, really bad. Yeah, like, e- e- extremely bad. Um, the Eric Gordon thing, which we didn't even talk about, Eric Gordon, which I thought you were going to say Eric Eric Gordon was the James Harden replacement. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God, please, no. Oh, no. Not another former Rocket. At least get fucking creative. Are you trying to harm Trill? (laughs) Rob, I just... So the Eric Gordon thing, which we didn't even talk about, he he gets declined, obviously, because he would have cost $100 million to keep because of the tax implications, which is... Kind of hilarious, uh, but uh, they traded at at the trade deadline. At the time, it didn't really seem like that big of a deal because it was like, oh, they traded Luke Kennard in seconds. But then it came seconds. out, and they, they got, they got seconds. seconds. I'm sorry, they yeah. got three seconds. But then it came out later that they did a pick swap with the Rockets, and the pick swap dropped their pick from twenty to thirty. And normally in that range, I don't really care. I generally think it's the same level of prospect. But then you had Cam Whitmore right. fall all the way to 20, and everyone viewed him as a top 10 prospect going into the draft. And they then weren't gonna, they weren't gonna take Cam Whitmore, though. That's the thing. That's what I've been telling all yeah. the Clippers fans who like, oh, yeah. they weren't they were gonna take Dreek Whitehead, who I also like. But, I like, like Dreek Whitehead too. They, yeah, they but like if, I would have taken Cam Whitmore over Dreek Whitehead, but like I think it's pretty easy to say that, but uh, the funniest part about this to me is that the player that the Clippers selected at 30 was a guy that was available like pre-draft. He was mocked from like 40 to like 50. Like you probably could have got him. You probably could have traded back and got him or just acquired some second round picks and got him. So instead of getting a potentially top 10 prospect of the class, you end up with a guy who, like, I, I actually thought Kobe Brown would have been a fine second-round flyer, but, like, you end up with a guy who is several tiers below him as a prospect for half a season of Eric, not even half, 20-something games of Eric Gordon. I mean, the, the thing about the Clippers is, like, the worst part of their tenure has been the drafting. Because, like, yeah. they hit huge on, on SGA in 2018, and then big win on Terrence Mann. But outside of that, I think I, I think um, Lucas uh, messaged uh, us in our two on three 
um, group chat that like um, they, the Clippers, I think, have two draft picks from the last 10 years that are still in the NBA that are oh like not God. on their current team. Yeah. Like it's Diamond it's Stone. Shay. Diamond Stone. Oh, Robinson. Daniel Aturu. Yeah. He's the not goat. in the NBA. He's in the G League. J- Jerome is, Robinson. Is Daniel Aturu in the G League? I would have, I wish, I'm shocked he's not playing in like Portugal or Germany. I'm shocked he's in the G League. He was like he was that was, he was like one of the wasn't he like notoriously like one of the worst players like they've ever. He was had. not good. <laughs> when he was drafted, Rob was like Xavier Tillman was drafted a few spots after him, and Rob was like Xavier Tillman was in the same conference as him and was destroyed him in one mm-hmm. matchup if I remember correctly. Well, the funniest thing is that um, I think the pick was originally Nick's pick and the Knicks drafted. It was like, the Knicks have drafted Daniel Turo. I'm like, ah, that's the worst pick ever. And then <laughs> a minute later it was the Clippers have traded for the 33rd pick in the draft. And I was like, that's oh my cool. god. Kevin Kevin was on the pod last night and literally told that exact story you just told, but about Doug McDermott and them trading up for Doug McDermott. Yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, who would take Doug McDermott at 10? What idiots. And then the Bulls <laughs> traded the picks that became Nurkic and Gary Harris for him. <laughs> and Gary Harris was like by far the best prospect of that group. He was like the guy who fell in that draft and before the injuries looked like he could have really been something. The Clippers, the Clippers have been bad um, the, the this past year. I mean, the thing is, like the you talk about like the loser energy is like the Clippers have been they were like so shell shocked from the bubble that they've tried to go like super hard the other way, which is like and and throughout the Lawrence Frank tenure, it's been like we need guys who like work hard and are professionals. And they're just sure. like, forget talent. Like, forget actually drafting guys who are, like, good at basketball. It's just like, we need hardworking professionals. So they're trying to do their own version of the heat culture thing, which is honestly, yes. it's, yes. It, it is at least is showing mm-hmm. that they're, they're willing to go completely back in the opposite direction by acquiring James Harden. Right. Well, <laughs> what if they heat cultured James Harden? I mean, if the, that would be the thing. If the Heat actually did acquire James Harden, I'd probably blow my brains out because it, we would Parody. see Parody. Yeah, no, we would see a four. Yeah, Jimmy would kill him. Good point. But yeah, we oh, would we on. would rewind five years and he would be MVP James Harden again somehow if he went to the Heat. I'd like to point out that um, Trill said he'd blow his brains out. Dred said parody, and Trill said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would actually kill myself no, in that situation. If James Harden goes to the Heat and he turns back into an MVP, I yeah. will. I will shoot myself in the head. <laughs> Dude, Alzheimer's Pat is not breaking out the BMI calc anymore. He's done with that. I also he's taking I- naps after Wheel of Fortune. Like it's over. It's uh, yeah, over no, for right. BMI in Miami. Ky- Kyle Lowry didn't lose a single pound in they two just made years. It, buddy, they just made it to the finals. <laughs> yeah, but he's not not fat. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like maybe he'll figure Kyle, out how to be good at basketball, but it, no, no, it, you no, don't have to worry Lowry, about the body math index. Kyle Lowry's powers come from being a little like a little chunky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Boris Dia. Which is why he didn't yes. fit with, with <laughs> Heat culture because because uh Pat Riley, as Parm has pointed out before, is always trying to force, you know, eating disorders on his players and stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. It, he does also, that. He does that in between hunting men on a private island with an <laughs> elephant gun. <laughs> Let's go. Not even sure. If, not even sure if this is real at all. But I needed to bring it up just to make fun of Pat Riley, which is that 
Riley couldn't sell uh, the owner on the tax consequences down the road on acquiring Bradley Beal. So we're looking at a situation where the Heat, this to me, this just proves that Riley's washed because I was dreading them acquiring Bradley Beal in which which would have ended up being literally them. It, it would have just been it would have just been Kyle Lowry because look at what the fucking Suns traded. They traded just Chris Paul and like Landry Shamit or whatever and some swaps and like they would have basically had to give up. They would have had still had ammunition to go get someone else if they made that trade. And now they're looking at a situation. We talked about it last night. They're going to wave and stretch Lowry if they can't trade him for Dane to save money on the tax on taxes. Um, I just want to point out that Ben had a really good one that I want to read out here that the uh, BMI heat culture lost in the finals to both Boris Diaw and Nikola Jokic. <laughs> we were talking about this. Husky bo- Husky, the, the Husky go. lads are. Uh, Did the Lakers have anyone pick on that team? I don't think so. The bubble I, Lakers. Uh, no, nah, I don't. No. Uh, AD was a little chunky at that point from the time off, like a little bit chunky. No, that was a, he came count. back big. The, I would say the next year was when he came back big. Can we talk about LeBron as being chunky, or are the black sedans going to show up outside my house? Yeah. Well, they already got dropping dimes today. LeBron, LeBron is LeBron has never been hefty. <laughs> is Mark? Is never Mark been more hefty as LeBron has ever been is when oh. he was on the Mark McGuire juice in 2009. For the podcast listeners, by the way, I am allowed to talk about heftiness without this being fat phobia because I am a certified uh, tubbo and I love it. So <laughs> no, we're, no, we're very pro, we're not we're we're anti fat phobia. We're pro fat. Uh, yeah, I, I am you know. big and fat beautiful. pride. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, we. Uh, I also want to. Re- I kept saying Diamond Stone. The the player I was thinking of was Bryce Johnson. Um, <laughs> so I apologize. Hold on, Ru- Diamond and Silk. Yeah. Rob, who are the players that the – is it Reggie Bullock and – hold on, let me guess. Reggie yep. Bullock is one of them that's been drafted that is – and the other one is – shit, I can't even think. Who the fuck did the Clippers draft that – oh, well, Shea? Yeah, but Shea yeah, doesn't – that's it. Oh, it's just Shea and Reggie Bullock? Shea and Reggie Bullock, yeah. yeah. Well, and Terrence yeah, Mann. Like, but well, Terrence no, that are not still on the Clippers. That are not still yeah. on the Clippers. Yeah, oh, oh, that are not still on the Clippers. Clippers. Oh, but, yeah. like, Terrence Mann's the uh, only one on the Clippers that, like, that they drafted except for guys who haven't really played. Yeah, no, after I mean, Reggie Bullock, it was CJ Wilcox. Wilcox. Yeah. And then Bryce Johnson, David Michino, and, uh, and Diamond Stone. Then it was Sindarius Thornwell and Jawan Evans, which, to be fair, I love that draft. I thought those were both really good picks. And then it was Shea and the legend, the god, Jerome Robinson. Jerome Robinson. Instead of Michael Porter Jr., who they were interested in. but Or literally anybody. Like, Jerome Robinson was, like, 35 yeah. on my board. It's like yeah, he was terrible. Kevin Herter. They could have had Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. Like, who did they trade the Quentin Grimes pick to the Knicks for? What was that? What that was Marcus Morris. Darius in the league. That was that was a draft night trade? No, it was way before the draft, right? It was. So they traded a first-round pick for Marcus Morris. Yeah, okay. and I think that it was Mo Harkless. Yeah, and then that became Quentin okay. Grimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, Lucas is in the comments now, pointing out that Reggie Bullock was actually eleven drafts ago, so it's technically two of nineteen on their last nineteen draft picks. They've only hit on Terrence Mann and Shea Gilders Alexander. Every time you say Diamond Stone, I think you're saying Diamond and Silk for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> the Clippers have drafted. Diamond and Silk. Is it one of them dead from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. RIP. COVID. Um, Allegedly. By the way, I, 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 I will say that part of that horrendous hit rate is just that they made like four first round picks. Like most of those are second round picks. I will well, just try. But like, hold on. But they've never made a good process pick except for the ones that Rob brought up is what he's trying to say. Like Rob, every year in the draft, Rob's like, that was a horrible pick the second it happens. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, and there are guys on the board. Like the Arturo pick's a perfect example. Xavier yeah. Tillman was two picks after him. Yeah. It was, and he uh, was just like bad in college. Like he wasn't even good. No, Oturo, he was like fine in college, but like he was, it was clearly not an NBA prospect. Cause like his yes. thing was just being like a, a post player and sure like the clippers the funniest thing the clippers have had i think four picks between 27 and 33 which is like a decent range like you should be able to get like a decent player like not talking to star and they have been fiondu cavangeli daniel oturu jason preston and now kobe brown i mean that's tough <laughs> that's yeah. it's bad it's like and they're like out of the league within two or three years usually. yeah that's not great yeah i mean the other thing is like like, those are all bad value. Like, you mentioned Kobe Brown being, like... Like, I, I'm okay with Kobe Brown. He's not, like, a bad prospect. Sure. But it's, like, he would have been available 10 picks later, probably. Yeah. Daniel you could have easily done what the Celtics did and just traded yeah. back twice and gotten more picks. Exactly. Like, Daniel Oturu is going to be available at 40 or 43. Like, same with Jason Preston. So, yeah. Uh, the, the Clippers draft. Every time uh, I think about him, I think about the my league lineups I used to run where it would be him and Omari Spellman front courts. <laughs> <laughs> just chaffing up like I just the most disgusting hoops you've ever seen. It would be like Omari those two Spellman? at Tonga. Dude, Omari Spellman that, that would be is my trio. He's the only Villanova player to get to the NBA and just like like all you ever hear about Villanova players is like they work hard. They fit in systems. They're smart players. Amari Spellman got to the NBA and was like, "Yeah, just I don't care about basketball at all." He was out of the league. Stick, pretty, not gonna he, lie, he got traded uh, what I, three times, mm-hmm. and then he was out of the league. I will say, Amir Coffee is legitimately decent. Yeah, uh, no, I know. I you said it before. I, I trust you. I so him. when he's on the Sixers next year, <laughs> we're gonna get, all right. So we're taking Amir Coffee, Brandon Boston, Terrence Mann, and Norm Powell for James Harden. <laughs> Let's go. Rebuild is on, baby. Look, like, I mean, again, coming back to the Clippers, because, like, I think if a deal's going to get done soon, I think it will be the Clippers, because I think they're the team that is in the most rush. Like, sure. they're, like, I, I was going to say they're worst packages. I mean, it's going to be a pretty bad package, but, like, people are, make fun of Nick Batum. Like, Nick Batum is, like, a good rotation player. He's old. He can't play that much. Sure. Robert Covington is still, like, a good rotation player. Again, He's not what he used to be, but, like, he's still, like, a guy you can give 20 minutes. He'll be good. Um, like, the Clippers have some depth guys, but, like, again, you know, Norm Powell is just not not who you want as your James Harden replacement. And I also just want to say, from the Clippers' perspective, if you are trading for James Harden, your best players can never stay healthy, so the depth has been important just to make the playoffs. Like, now, having Harden will help because Harden's still good in the regular season, and will carry you to some wins. But, like, I don't know. I feel like if you gut your depth to trade for James Harden and you don't have a lot of spec- flexibility spending-wise other where, other uh, in other spots, then you're going to just be in a situation where, like, if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are hurt again, like, does it even really make any sense for either team? <laughs> but And that's why, like, you just – you can keep going round and round. And I mean, I don't know if a deal is going to happen, but, like – 
Um, like the Clippers don't want to trade their future picks because they have no future at, sure. at all. Like they traded all, but at the same time, like you said, like if they're gonna kill all their depth to build around Harden, PG, and Kawhi, like they need some veterans, yeah, to like back them up. So it's 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 tough. I don't know. I think Maury would need to love somebody on the Clippers like a lot, and like it doesn't seem like Terrence Mann because honestly, if if Terrence got it done, I think the deal would have been done already. So yeah, uh, I agree with you. God damn it. Maury, please just trade for Terrence Mann so I can have fun watching basketball again. That's my big part about this is, like, if the Sixers aren't going to be contenders, please just give me fun players. I don't want to watch Yeah, Terry fucking... Rozier. Yeah. Love it. Give me Terry Rozier. Give me literally anyone who is fun. I don't want to watch P.J. Tucker and Tobias Harris anymore. Like, I just free me from this hell. You can get Bones. Bones huh. is fun. We we have bones at home. Yeah. Is we just we just, we just signed him after draft. Yeah, we got Turkavian. I, I gotta I gotta actually ask: Is Bones? I've heard that Bones is not fun. In fact, and that's like that's a major issue. But like he's fun on the court. He's fun sure. to watch. He's fun for yeah. fans. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, it was it's like that's a it's an interesting situation because like the vibes his rookie year were all great. Like everybody loved him. The fans loved him. The media loved him. It seemed like players on the team loved him, and it all kind of went south really quickly. I will say, like, a Maxi Bones lineup together would be absolutely incredible television. I mean, they'd get scored on, like, every <laughs> single trip down. But they might score every time going the other way. I don't know. It'd Let's be go. Fun. I'm here for it. Turk off the bench. Maxi man at small forward. <laughs> it would be Bones. Ball Don't Stop would be the number one oh Sixers fan. You're Let's right. Go. You, yeah. would just, you would just convert Ball Don't Stop into a Philly. He would just move to Philly. Oh. He would get really into what, what do you guys have? Wawas? Yeah, we got Wawas. Yeah, get a Wawas let's, going. You get a Wawas yeah. sponsorship. Let's go. Oh, don't ice me for not knowing what sandwich shops you have in Philadelphia. The, one of my favorite tweets ever was from my buddy Joe for a few years ago, and he goes, "I've never been to Pennsylvania, but I, I, I don't want to go there because all they do is argue over which ga- gas station has better food." Well, that's right. Sheets and Wawas, which mm-hmm. I know. It's true. Sheets well, and Wawa. In in Massachusetts, when I lived in Worcester, we had uh, Honey Farms. That was a good one. I love Honey Farms. Never heard of it. They got Cumberland Farms out there too. I know Turkey Hill. I know Cumberland Farms. Cumberland Farms. Cumbies are a, a good cumbies. cumbies. Yeah, we call them yeah. Cumbies. cumbies. Yeah, yeah. They sell cigarettes to children. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. That's, that cumbies. Is, that is allegedly where I got my first cigarette. <laughs> so, like, I don't. Let's I don't go. smoke anymore. Indi- but, yeah. Individual cigarettes, like they're just selling them twenty five cents a pop. Basically, oh, I love that. Uh, you you go to you get an Arnold Palmer and some Lucy's. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great to me. Yeah. Uh, all right, anything else? Uh, <laughs> scrub the last. One. I already talked about killing myself. I don't think selling cigarettes. To oh, you you do have to edit out the coming home part at some point. I do. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, who did that? Of... Yeah, I was step forward, whoever you are. Wait, Troy, I'm I'm be real. I've had two markers in my hand for the last half an hour thinking about doing a ripping marker and talking about Carl Anthony Towns bit. And I was like, I can't put you through that much editing. <laughs> okay. I can't, so... I can't huff Sharpie on, on the broadcast. <laughs> uh, Will YouTube pull us for that? Uh, Mark, I don't or, know, but I, I don't want to put you through that. Rob, what were you going to say? I mean, you, you mentioned the, uh, the nuggets deal. And I mean, I don't think the nuggets, like, are there any dark horse teams? Cause like I theoretically Harden has to accept a deal, right? Exactly. So, 
but like I, I can't think of like I've been thinking of like what other teams there could be, but like I can't think of any. But you guys are better at the the trade I, the trade massacres. So <laughs> I, I'll say this much: if there's one dark horse team, I do think it probably is the Chicago Bulls. I know we talked about the Bulls a lot last night, uh, but. Yeah, like, I know the Suns said that they were interested in Kyrie today, which is just like, first off, that's impossible. That's not going to happen. He's never going there. That's not going to work. They don't need any more guards. But, like, the Bulls, the Bulls are the kind of team that, like, they might look at. The, the, the problem with the Bulls is that you could probably get DeMar, I would imagine, back for him. But, like, I don't know. Like it's, it's, it's not expiring at the very least. Like at least you're not like committing yourself to like bad money long term with that. Like it's yeah. not the end of the world. Yeah, and Demar's good. Like I mean, Demar would certainly be good on the Sixers, but then uh, obviously the the playoff thing that you would right. Be but James, about. but James isn't winning you playoff game. Well, he won you two major playoff games, but he's not winning you playoff series anyway. So like, Demar's fun. You take a sure. lot of mid range shots, like. It probably takes a little bit less load off Embiid in the regular season. Like, I I don't hate it actually. Like, it's not great. It's just, yeah. I mean, I definitely like it better than the Celtics getting Demar, which would for Malcolm Brogdon, which would be my nightmare. But um, the, Parm Parm says we can heal Lonzo's knee. Uh, of course, <laughs> we can heal Lonzo. Look, I can t- I we can talk. Healers org. I I we are we are we are that we are the pinnacle of health. We tried to kill. We tried to kill one of our draft prospects. Parm, Parm, I'll go talk to the to the. Uh, okay. To the okay. Okay. We can't do pee- we can't do sesame oil related <laughs> ailments. The other ones, though, we can do. Bad. Can we do some sneaker related knee injury? Possibly. Can't. We 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 healed. We healed Harden's hamstring. Did you? Uh, ben Simmons had a perfectly functional back until he went to the Nets. Wow, you might be spitting. Joel Embiid, you know, the most ailed yeah. center of all time, healed. That's a you good know? point. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually think Parma's cooking here. You know, Markel Fultz, let's not talk about Markel Fultz. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> I, I didn't consider that one. You before can't heal brain narrative. injuries is what you're saying. But well, you can heal the body, but not the mind. Yeah. O- only, 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 only the injuries of the body. Yeah. Not the soul. Yeah. We couldn't fix Ben Simmons and Ben Simmons had. No, but he yeah. was perfectly healthy the whole time. Oh, yeah. but, but again, like we know that Ben Simmons's ailment was located in his lower back, but that's also where his soul is located. Yeah, yeah, as we know from our soul chart. Yeah, can't also, fix allergies. Oh my god! Did you see he's not playing for Australia again? Also, I just want to say before that uh, last point on the Sixers thing here: how many games did Andrew Bynum play after he left the Sixers? Mm. He was out of the league pretty shortly after that. Just saying. Sure. So maybe sure. you do we have a him. supply. He never played any games for us either, but that doesn't count. Um, <laughs> so there, were, there was something else that Parm said. Parm, what'd you say? I can't even remember. What that we can heal Lonzo? That <laughs> we that we, he can be healed. He can be healed. That, that well, I trust gonna... Asia Rivera to heal him. <laughs> Simon Rice is gonna clean cleanse him. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I will ask this as a semi-serious question before, like, if there's any other talk. But like, what I, is... I'm probably going to need to go soon. Yeah, I'm, I was going to yeah. say I'm, I'm going to. I'm yeah. getting tired. Yeah. All right. 
Well, then I'll just ask, what is your ideal tomorrow you wake up and Harden news has happened? What is the thing that makes you happiest, Trill? Is it that he's decided to just play it out? Is it that he's decided to or is it that the Clippers deal has come through? Is it something else? Like what it's what gotta is- be it's gotta be the Clippers deal, right? Like, I mean like what else is there? It's him releasing a power ranking of his favorite Prince albums. What about what if <laughs> he's he- going to Minnesota? What if you wake up and you see the rabbit from Donnie Darko, meaning that you are never going to survive to see the trade? The jet engine will crush you. Let's go! There you go. So that that actually, you just explained it perfectly. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, is that the best case scenario here? Once again, did you give me fun players? It's over. The window's closed. Can I can I just say something though? I will say Daryl Morey is kind of the king of. Uh, it's go- tough to see how Daryl Morey is going to wriggle his way out. Of <laughs> I know man. that's true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Daryl wiggles his way out very easily. Ah, well, nevertheless, you know. So I, I would never. I wouldn't count. Uh, it looks grim, but I would not count the Sixers out. Right now. I'm, I'm zombie Daryl can never be counted out. Right. I'm counting out touchdown Tom. I, I'd say <laughs> you cannot count down touchdown. Uh, 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 Dealing Daryl. Daryl, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get out doing look, maybe he, he cooked something up and we get a yeah. I don't want a Tobias for Kyrie sign in trade, but I know he oh, would no! to do something like that. I'm just telling you. Just in telling the you. chat, somebody just put a James Harden for Ben Simmons trade. Let's go. Coming home, baby. Two we love it. Going back. <laughs> love it. It's very funny. All right, Jaime well, Hawkins and Tyler Hero and, and Kyle Lowry for Tobias Harris and James Harden the, and PJ I, Tucker. Wait, what is happening? Oh, we also get Paul George. Wait, no, this is a different. Uh, this was a response. Hold on. This is the 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 my, the Heat trade I came up with looked like this. Oh, I would do. Um, that. I can't read that trade because Brian Jacobs has me blocked. Well, I can read it for you. So it's uh, Duncan. Ro- oh, you have it up right now. Never mind. No, no, that's not Brian Jacobs's tweet. This is my trade. So oh. it's du- Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, Caleb Martin, and two first-round picks for James Harden to the Heat. Call it in. Call it in right now. I'm not even a Sixers fan, and I call that in right now for the Sixers. I think sure. I think the Heat would offer something like this. You just gotta like not take back Tyler Hero. Like, sure. Why not? I, I yeah. I'm sorry that by I'm me calling inside. it, in, I was about to say I'm sorry by me calling it in that it kills Trill. But then the Trill AI can take over the podcast. That's a good point. Me calling it in. Me Caleb call Martin, Bridges wants Cal- to be Caleb a sector. Is is literally the greatest uh, Celtics playoff opponent of all time. So you you will you will be be going to the finals. That's a good point. Nice. And yeah. Duncan Robinson's movement shooting. You get two extra picks. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Victor Oladipo can uh, wear cool suits on the sideline and mm-hmm. make R&B music yeah. for the vibes. Man, I feel like I started this podcast very mad, and now I'm just tired. I'm just tired of, of, of James Harden and would like to come to – I would like this to come to a resolution in the next 24 hours so that we're not sitting here for the next six months doing what we did. Honestly, that's what got the podcast popular in the first place, so maybe I should want that, but still. Right, but do you want success or do you want joy? I don't know. I don't know what I want, but I, I want this to be – I want us to have so – we want slop, and I want something final. I want to know where where they're going with the team. I don't care about you flexibility. Troll okay. wants something very final, and remember what he said earlier in the podcast. I don't he, know. He's I don't like giving that. us all the signs. <laughs> we need we need to protect Trill at all costs. Daryl, <laughs> Daryl, Trill's blood is on your hands if you do this. 
<laughs> All right. Thank you for joining. Thanks, everyone, for coming. I'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. for the free agency stream. Maybe James Harden will be traded by that point. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming. Peace. Appreciate it. Oh, please do, don't even absolutely never. I do not want Julius Randle on the Sixers. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>